And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over social media, mainstream media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, Trump has been indicted in Georgia, for accounting to be exact, as we all predicted. And it has been a complete dumpster fire already. Indictments getting leaked early, grand jury convening way before they're supposed to, a rushed ending to a two and a half year investigation. The county clerk who accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally leaked the indictment has spoken out to the media. We'll talk about all that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, the Lahaina, Maui, Hawaii fire. There's all kind of conspiracy theories, all kind of allegations, all kind of rumors. But I have spoken to people on the island who live there, who actually survived the fire, and they told me what happened. And people that may or may not know each other, that I've known for quite a long time, have told me the same story. And I'm going to get to that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, Michael Orr, as 1,000 people corrected me in his name, it's not O'Hare, ABL, it's Orr. We're going to talk about Michael Orr and the Tui family and the conservatorship, fake adoption, the money that's being involved, the blindside movie, all that good stuff. And also, sales over at Target have plummeted in the past year. We're going to talk about all that and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. Thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff that'll help me out tremendously. We got a lot going on tonight, and I'm going to go in. I am going to go in. But first things first, shout out to the sponsors, PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link will be in the description box below. Also, just go to the website directly, PatriotPost.us. Dot U.S. Tell them ABL sent you. Also, we have my merch store, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. Check it on out right now. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website. Again, ablmerch.com. Also, go to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. That letter B, L-O-G-A-N. Com. On the front page of the website, you can find articles for each video that I produce. And in the article at the end of it, there's always a section for my sources. So if you're ever wondering, hey, where'd you get the information from? Uh, uh, what, where's your source? Where'd you get that bit of information? Is always right there in the description of the article. So check it on now, anthonyblogan.com right now. Also, I always have videos that I'm not able to show on the YouTube channel or full videos without my commentary. Always on the website, anthonyblogan.com. Also, go to the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. You can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Instagram Twitter, all that good stuff is right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. 
And as always, if you're ever wondering if you're speaking to me or not on the internet, first of all, if you're speaking to someone who says that they are me and they're talking about some kind of get rich quick scheme, some random investment right away, just know that's not me. You're being scammed and ain't nobody got no time for that at all. Not in the least bit. So please don't get scammed, but you can always double check your method of communication right there on the contact page. If the communication method is not on my contact page, it's not me. That's the easiest way to go about it. My email address is Anthony B. Logan. Pardon me, not Anthony B. Logan. It's contact at anthonyblogan.com. Again, my email address is contact at anthonyblogan.com. The email address is on the contact page. It's real easy. If that's not the email, if, if you're not speaking to that email address, it's not me. So if somebody says, hey, you know what? Send me $10,000. I'll give you $10,500 back. Don't do it. Don't get scammed. Ain't nobody got time for that. So we got quite a bit to get into. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys, of course, are the best audience anywhere on these internets. All right. Um, we got a lot going on. I don't even know where to start. I, I think I'm going to show some videos. I have some exclusive videos I got to show you guys. And then we're going to get into some of the topics. Um, one thing that I've been doing a lot lately is asking, like doing a lot of investigation, asking sources, people that may know more than I do, speaking to people that are right there on the ground. You know, I always tell you guys whenever you ask me, hey, what, what's a good news source? And I always say uh, the, the best news source is going to be local news first, especially small market local news. For example, if a particular story happens in a place, Omaha, Nebraska, for example, shout out to everybody in Nebraska, <laughs> but Omaha, Nebraska, right? And they have their own local news out there. What you want to do is go to their local news in Nebraska to see what's going on rather than going to the national news because there's going to be a lot more spin and editorializing on the national news. But in Omaha, Nebraska, or in some other place, a smaller market, it's not going to be so much editorializing. Sensationalism is going to be more directly what's going on. And if there is any kind of editorializing or sensationalism is going to be easy to identify because you're not dealing with big budgets. You're not dealing with big production teams. It's going to be pretty obvious like uh, a blockbuster production, a deep fake that looks so crystal clear and crisp because there's billions of dollars behind it versus something that somebody just did in their computer randomly. And it's obviously fake or it's obviously pretty authentic. So the point behind me saying all that is I'm asking people what's going on in their city. What happened with this particular tragedy that they may have witnessed? We're going to get to more of that. Speaking about Hawaii and all that good stuff, because I'm seeing all types of stuff about that. Oh, it was space lasers. It's all kind of things, but it's not quite that way. Okay. We're going to get to it in just a minute. So y'all please hang tight for me. Uh, we got some videos to get through and we're going to rock and roll like that. We have some really, really interesting things. All right. Matter of fact, hold on. I got some things about inflation. I got some things about the American flag. I got your man. Uh, what, what's your man's name? Uh, uh, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. I got him talking about he's Gandhi. 
I mean, these these guys are completely losing their mind. I'm talking about losing their marbles. The marbles are scrambled. It's all over the place. I have some interesting news when it comes to some of the um, some and you know the, the the music industry. I got some interesting things right there, and I got a lot more. So y'all, please hang tight. All right. You get your news from a ham radio. You know what? At this particular point, boss, that might be the best way or one of the good ways to go about it because it's crazy out here. It's so much fake garbage going on. It's really hard to differentiate between what's real and what's fake. All right. So I don't even blame you on that one. Not in the least bit. Okie dokie. So let me pull some of these up right here. Oh, and I have an update about... The guy, what's his name? Travis King. Remember the guy that went to North Korea um, who was in the U.S. military? Remember him? Well, I have an update about him as well. So we're going to get to a few of these. Let me just start right here. Let's start right here. Okay. We got your man, Eric Adams, saying that he's, at first, apparently said he was like Jesus. Now he's saying he's like Gandhi. So let's check it out. Let's get a little bit of audio, RIP headphone users. Let's go ahead and roll here. So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. So the context is the lower third here. New York City Mayor Eric Adams delivers remarks at flag-raising ceremony for India. So he's Gandhi, all right? He's Jesus, he's Gandhi, he's whatever you want him to be. It's all good. Don't even worry about it. This is August 15th, 2023, yesterday. So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. So so there you go. Shout out, shout out, shout out to your mayor, Eric Adams. If you're living in New York City, that's your guy. All right. Now, here is a video about some of the inflation going on. Um, a lot of people in this video may have voted for your man, Joe Biden. And didn't we tell people, didn't we warn the American populace that if you vote for this guy, you're going to have crazy inflation. And then what was, what was the response to that? Oh, ABL, we always get inflation. You can't stop inflation, which is, which is so dumb. I said it before on live stream. Look, just because you might die one day does not mean you're going to jump from the empire state building and just end it right there. You want to live as long as possible. Inflation should not be an inevitable thing, but because of the way society is, it's going to happen, but it's going to happen over a longer period of time. And you're not going to be faced with a situation where you can't take care of your regular everyday needs because the money you make is basically worthless or worth less than what it was before to the point where your dollar means not that much. Let's check it out here. Question. Um, affording life right now so if you guys can't see what's happening this is like a tiktok um you got this family and obviously this is not like a real time lapse but they're just showing a, a demonstration so it says 2020 putting up 100 bucks worth of groceries and they got a whole bunch of uh basically garbage on top of the table i'm seeing fruit loops and <laughs> i'm seeing belvedere cookies garbage right but whatever i'm not judging nobody Okay, so they got a, a whole half an island, a whole half a kitchen island full of processed garbage for 100 bucks, right? And then let's skip forward a little bit. 
And then in 2023, they got um, <laughs> a, a dozen eggs, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. And then some chicken breasts, and that's about it. And I see some other little uh, condiments right there. Basically, a lot less food for the same amount of money. That might be an exaggeration, but the the sentiment is pretty much real. There is an, an issue with inflation, and it's hitting food. So people are having a hard time being able to eat. And then this guy says, being alive is kind of out of my price range right now. And he has his overpriced $2,000 MacBook Pro with uh, a cup of coffee. All right. <laughs> and then somebody else says, me wondering how I'm even supposed to survive on my $15 an hour uh, when rent alone is almost 1000 and that's my entire paycheck. Well, hey, man, I don't know what to tell you. You know what's going on here is that regular middle-class people are now experiencing the hood life. And this is something they really shouldn't be doing. They're, they're being pushed into poverty, and they're having a hard time accepting it. They're having a hard because they shouldn't necessarily be here. Now, you have some young people that have no skills, no talents, no experience, no nothing, and they don't really, you know, they're working at McDonald's flipping burgers thinking they're going to live a middle-class lifestyle. It's like, no, 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 ma'am. You're going to be living, you know, down the cut. You're not going to be living this very expensive lifestyle you want to live. Okay. So it is what it is. You got to just be able to, but I'm not saying that they don't, they don't have any kind of valid grievance because the inflation is out of control at the same time, 15 bucks an hour. What do you do for a living? Do you fill up coffee cups for a living? Do you flip burgers for a living? Like what are we talking about? Exactly. However, again, the inflation is still an issue regardless of what, It's to a point where people can't live. This amounted to $100. So the guy is pointing to some eggs and looks like some chicken breasts. And I'm seeing like with some orange juice and some other kind of, what is this? Focus aid? What is that? Energy drink? I don't even know what that is. Can I say something right quick? Um, Americans typically don't understand how to shop for food. I see that all the time. When I go to the grocery store, look. When I go to the grocery store, especially like a normie store, when I go to Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, I don't see quite as much of this. But if I go to Wally World or Target, especially Wally World on the first of the month, look, I try to avoid Walmart on the first. I see absolute garbage in carts. Garbage. I'm talking about processed food all day long. Just, just pure, pure garbage. What do I eat on a normal day? One meal a day. First of all, I don't eat all day. One meal a day. Um, a lot of water. And I don't have an ad for hint water, but a lot of water. Um, no soda, no lemonade, none of that kind of garbage. And like a typical day, grilled chicken breast, um, steamed asparagus or broccoli. Like I eat like that for real. I'm that guy. I'm not going to eat a bowl of cereal with with milk and sugar and all kind of stuff. I was watching this rapper, Lil Scrappy, and it was one of these uh, uh, Instagram or TikTok videos. And he was cooking for his his girlfriend. He made pancakes and he was putting granulated sugar in the pancakes. It's like, what part of the game is, since this when they put sugar, why are you putting sugar in the pancakes? I don't have any sugar in my house. I don't have 
this diabetes causing stuff in my house. I don't have it. It's just not my thing. Anyway, I'm getting triggered, so I digress. Like, this isn't even, this isn't even barely. So there was a little thing right here that says food prices are rising at, and at the highest rate in decades. Even barely anything to feed me for a couple days. You're not budgeting your money. Oh, you're not doing this. Oh, you're buying coffee. And it's like, no, I'm literally not doing any of those things. I live paycheck to paycheck every week because I'm trying to pay every bill that the world is throwing at me right now. And the government's response to that is, oh, hey, everybody, aliens are real. We don't give a fuck about aliens. Sorry for the question. Not my fault. Blame the black man in this case. We're trying to afford a roof over our head. I refuse to continue living my entire life like this. I'm not going to struggle my entire life. I'm just really tired of, like, not being able to do the things that I want. Prices on everything are up from food, gas, rent. Instead of 60 bucks to fill up your gas tank, it's 140. Instead of 99 cents for eggs, it's fucking $3. Now, I'll tell you what, that gas is getting crazy. It kind of happened overnight. I remember just recently paying two something for a gallon at 87, and now it's like about to be $4. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And I know some of you guys are paying like $5. California, forget about it. California, I don't know how you're making it. You might as well resort to crime. You may as well resort to crime. I'm going to show you what I'm going to show you an old graphic that's been kind of floating around the internet in a minute that's going to kind of put things in perspective. But with that graphic, I got to give you some other information to pair with it, just so it's not out of context. Let's keep on going. Rent's going from three grand to five grand. All that shit adds up, and wages aren't going up fast enough. Wages have gone nowhere. So what did most of us have to do, myself included, with the extra $400 a month I was spending on gas? I had to use my credit cards. Even with three jobs now, I'm not even going to make a dent on those credit card bills. I seriously want to know what the end game is, because soon we're not going to have any money for anything anymore. Steph D says gas is five ten a gallon at the cheapest four dollars and ninety cents. I mean, what in the world's going on? That's crazy. I think I paid something like three eighty something, three seventy something out here where I live. Nah, it was like three fifty something. Yeah, three fifty for a gallon of eighty seven. Like I think it might have been in Georgia actually. So why the fuck are we working so hard to make money for other fucking people to use and steal our income just for us to never see it? I don't know what to do anymore. Okay, so I'm going to show you a graphic right quick. People, you know, getting all sad and triggered and emotional in this video. Not you guys, but in the video. Let me show you the, the graphic. But I'm going to put it in context to show you just how much the, the dollar has become just ridiculous. How hyperinflation has already hit. You know, they're talking about... We could see hyperinflation like what happened in Venezuela and whatnot. But I'm here to argue that hyperinflation is here. Hyperinflation is here. It's not even a thing anymore. It's not even a thing about um, it could happen. It is happening. That's the question. All right. And shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out. Tremendously. Okay, check it out. Are you ready for this? Now, you probably have seen this before today and before this year. And if you're on my Facebook page, you already have seen this on my page. Shout out to you guys for following me on the Facebooks, Instagram, all that good stuff. But check it out. Watch this. If you guys can't see it, this is an old advertisement. 
and I read that it's from 1955. Somewhere USA. I don't know where this is. It could be Florida. I see palm trees. It could be California. I don't really know where it is. But um, the graphic says, two bedrooms, one bath, screened porch, and a carport. For This is a house advertisement. Total price, $7,450. Monthly payments, $47.92. Includes principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. Closing costs and prepayment, $155. Now, imagine that. Again, 1955, Somewhereville, USA. Now, let's put it in context, though, because some are going to see this and be like, wow, a whole house for less than ten grand. Try, try getting a used car. Try getting the car is going to crank for that amount of money right now in 2023. Well, the average median income has risen a lot from what it was back then. The average median income back then was like $4,500. Now, obviously, that's going to be more in today's money, but put that amount of money in, in context. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Median income for a household, I think, was 4500 Now, in today's money, that's closer to like $50,000, if I'm not mistaken. So, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this right here. Shout out to the Facebook commenter. I don't want to shout everybody out because I don't know who wants to be shouted out. But $7,500 is equivalent in purchasing power to about 85500 today. An increase of $78,000 over 68 years. The dollar had an average inflation rate of 3.64% per year between 55 and today, producing a cumulative price increase of 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, so everything has gone up. Your wages have gone up, but so has inflation. So has the cost of things. And even when you adjust for inflation and everything else, this house would still be very cheap in today's standards. Even with this price, the $7,450 adjusted to what things cost today, it would still be very cheap. It would still be extremely cheap compared to what you're paying right now. A house like this, and also, let's be clear. Let's be crystal clear. Houses back then were very small. That is a small house. If you look at some of the older neighborhoods in the country, um, the houses, you're talking about a thousand square foot at best. My dad had a house back in Portsmouth when I was a kid downtown by Washington Park. If you know, you know. That house was so small, he had basically like three rooms <laughs> in a house, like a, a single family house. But if this is like after my parents had split up or whatever, he had, you come into the, the front Living room had space for like a little small TV back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, it was a small kitchen and the bedroom. That was it for our house. He, had, he, he, made, he put an add-on some kind of way to give like an extra little small room to work out. But beyond that, yeah, houses, 1,000 square foot. If you had a house that was like 1,200 square foot, that was, pretty, pretty de- that was a pretty decent sized house. And it was crazy because you could raise a whole family in there. You didn't really need that much space. Like my house right now is way too big for me. I kind of want to sell it, but at the same time, it's like, well, look, 
you got that great interest rate. Now you and your forever home. Why would I sell a house with an interest rate below 3% to go buy another house that's overinflated with a 7% interest rate? It makes no sense. But anyway, yeah, things are different back then. Your house might have been a thousand square foot. You got mom, dad, four kids, and everybody happened to live in there just fine. You had bunk beds. You shared a room with your siblings. You might have had three boys in one room, the, the one girl in the other room, mom and dad in one room, and you had you had supper in the, in, the, in, the, in the den in the living room that was plasticked off. Nobody sat in there, and that was it, 1,000 square feet. But now you got houses, McMansions made of plastic, wood, uh, uh, cardboard. That's like 5,000 square foot, and it ain't worth nothing at the end of the day. <laughs> they, they go up. Like Lego blocks, right? Let me see. Crocs and Black Sox says 85000 will buy you a nice small mobile home in Las Vegas for that price. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get mobile homes definitely for for that. And you know what? That's going to come back in a major way. Mobile homes, that's where, you know, my, my parents started. My dad had a, um, a, 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 he called it a mobile home. If I was to say a trailer, he'd get upset. But, yeah, he had a mobile home. Coming around, we came from West Virginia to Virginia in a small uh, mobile home, parked it right there in the hood in Newport News. Yep, right on the corner of Jefferson and Mercury. It's still there to this day. So that's going to come back in a major way. People doing van life and Toyota Camry life and Honda Civic life. Why not just get a mobile home and have a little bit more security than your vehicle out there in the Walmart parking lot? Now, I saw this in the at the Bucky's the other day. I call this the white privilege van, right? Now, somebody is obviously living in there, and they had to gas up right quick. I'm seeing curtains and whatnot. I didn't go look into their vehicle and peer in and be creepy. I just happened to be, you know, pumping my gas, and I saw this. I'm like, wow, okay, we got the we got the van. At least it has windows. You know, at least this is not one of those all-white vans with no windows where you know automatically it's going to be somebody in there on some kind of list that you don't want to approach at all. But no, nah, they got windows and curtains and everything. And in the back, they got it jerry-rigged with a window AC. Okay. They got it mounted on there pretty nice and, and tight and secure. So it's probably it probably feels amazing in there. Now I don't know how they got it power necessarily. I guess they're running some kind of power from somewhere, probably from the front. The cigarette lighter, I don't know where the power's coming from, but yeah. They got it nice and, and cool in there in the in the white privilege van, right? So shout out to them. Uh, very, hey, that that's gonna be the way of the future. You're gonna see a lot more of those on the road. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot more of those on the road. I'm starting to see it all over the place. People in the cars, because hey man, if you can't afford to get an apartment, if your job is not paying enough, or you're living in a place where there's a shortage of housing. Hey, what are you going to do? You know, or you're living in these cheaply made apartments and then something happens, you get flooded out and you don't have anywhere to go. Hey, man, this this is your next best option. Hit that van life up and keep it on rocking. It says free candy on the side. Hilarious. <laughs> Somebody said, right, right without a reason, it's, it's an adoption van. Yeah, throw you right in the back of that. But at least they have windows in it. Okay. If that was a, a, a all white van with no windows, you already know that somebody's in there who was on all types of registries and lists and everything else, right? Tester Tip says that's bigger than most New York City studios. Oh, New York City with the studio apartments are crazy. 
are totally crazy. I was watching a TikTok, not on TikTok, but somewhere else, about this guy trying to find an apartment. And they were talking about $2,000 a month for rent. And the spot was like 400 square foot. And it wasn't even in the big city. It was like some kind of other little small place. But, you know, a lot of the high rent prices come in nice areas. That's typically what goes on. People want to live in these nice areas, but they don't understand. It's like, now you got to be in the hood. No, come on to the hood, you know, and, and, and just live there for a while. You might have to deal with some things that you didn't really count on dealing with. But that's what you got to deal with now because of the money. So either you're going to live in some hood type of environment where you're going to have to put your TV on the ground with no TV stand because it's going to be constant drive-by shootings. There ain't no point in sitting on your couch watching TV. I'll just lay on the ground and watch TV right there because you got to get on the ground anyway all the time to avoid the drive-by shootings. So if you don't want to live in a place like that, with all kind of vermin and whatnot sharing your space with you, well, hey, man, get you a vehicle and live out off the grid, go to Arizona, go Florida, somewhere like that. Hey, things are changing. You're going to see a lot more of people just living up on, on the streets, van life. You're going to see it. Now, speaking about small towns and whatnot, um, here's a, a woman on the TikToks who says, hey, if you're white and you liked Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, that means that you are a racist. And matter of fact, I got to find another one as well. Hold on. I'm going to show you that one. And then I'm going to show you uh, this one here. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. That's right, uh, Cooler King, or live in the rural area. That's right. Go way out in the stick somewhere far away, 45 to an hour away from the, the so-called big city. Live out that way. You want to live right in downtown Atlanta? You want to live right in Manhattan, Times Square? You want to live in Los Angeles, San Francisco? You're going to pay the, the cost. You're going to pay the cost. At a certain point, that's not for you. You got to live way out yonder and make it happen that way. Let's check it out. So here is her response to Try That in a Small Town. You love that song? I love that song too, Cheryl S. Quick little PSA, and um, I've been meaning to make this for a while, um, about that, and it's such a bad song, y'all. Objectively, the Jason Aldean song, Try That in a Small Town, is, is, is really bad. But anyway, if you're a white person and you identify with it and you want to defend it and be vocal about the fact that you like it and and you understand it and in the face of black people telling you that the song is racist and the video is incredibly racist, you want to scream that it's not racist. Whether song is racist or not, that makes you inherently racist. Just a little food for thought. Okay, so there's, there's quite a bit going on. First of all, Mima, where's your teeth at? Where's your grandkids to tell you before you get on TikTok to throw your teeth in your mouth right quick? I know they're right there in a little cup beside the bed. Throw those in your mouth if you got them before you make a TikTok, first of all. Second of all, so if a black person, a random black person says they don't like something and someone who is not black 
disagrees that makes the black person racist. So what if I'm black, someone else is black, I say something, they disagree, and then a white person says that they agree with me. Does that mean they're still racist because one black person disagreed, but the other black person agreed? Your logic is not making no sense here, ma'am. It makes no sense. And last I checked, you got black folks, white folks, Puerto Rican, candy stripe folks that live in small towns. So why can't we identify with the song as well? Is it a white only song? Nah, try that in a small town. Don't come to these smaller areas with your nonsense. That can also apply to like the suburban areas because remember they said, when I say they, I mean the Antifa. And by the way, Antifa, mostly white organization, which is weird. So if a white guy tells mostly white groups, try that in a small town, that means it's racist against black people. How are we even involved? I digress. If they go to small town, suburb, a non-city area, even the hood area, and they get stomped into wine, they get stomped into toothpaste. I mean, how is that a white exclusive thing where it could be anybody that does that punish me out to these people that when they come loot and destroy? Also, why are we defending those that want to loot and destroy for no good reason? For no good reason. Are we protesting? Protesting for what? You want to go tear stuff up and loot and create have, wreak havoc because you're protesting? No. Do that over there. Don't do it over here. Because if you do it over here, now we got a problem. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what color the protesters are. And I don't care what color the people who are defending themselves are. Don't do that. You know, you know the best way, the best way to go about it is to not try it at all. Go home and stop being a rabble rouser. How about that? Don't go to a small town, big town, nowhere and do anything like that. Keep your hands to yourself and there won't be no problems. Meemaw. And before y'all go lighting up my comments with the I don't know what I'm talking about, the not me, not all, and all the other standard shit, just stop and think the logic through. Oh, wait, well, I, I didn't really hear any logic right there. I, I, I promise I didn't. You know what? And I actually did think what you were calling logic through and it didn't make any sense. So I can call you the cat lady, the Karen or whatever. That's fine. It's, it's okay. It's no, it's no big deal. Anyway, these are just my thoughts. Y'all go have a day. All righty. So there, there we go. So you, you heard it right from uh, Meemaw, the, the OG Karen, the, the first Karen ever made. She says, if you are a white person and you disagree with a black person, that means that you're racist. And if another black guy comes in and agrees with the white person, I'm not sure how that works. I'm not quite sure she accounted for that in her mind, that maybe you could be different colors and have the same opinion about something. Just maybe. Okay, maybe I'm black, you're white, or whatever kind of color you are, and we think the same thing. Maybe that could happen. I don't know. But a lot of these people just want the division. They want everything to be so separate and everything to be race, 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 race all the time. That's what they want. But I think not. I think not. All right. So that's that. Oh, here's another one. Now, remember, the Confederate flag, people say that's like a, a symbol of racism, a symbol of hate, all this and that, and the third. But there are more symbols 
that people attribute to the Confederate flag that aren't that. Having your own American U.S. flag could be a symbol of racism. You ready? Let's let's check it out. All right. So I'm walking around in a racist white neighborhood, and I noticed how if I see a pickup truck with an American flag, it's basically like the Confederate flag. Like, every time I see an American flag, I cringe because the American flag is like the new Confederate flag, right? <laughs> it's safe to say, if you see a pickup truck with the American flag, that person is a racist. Okay, and if you have an American flag in front of your house, you're probably a racist. So, okay, you heard it right here from the wife beater, rocking, Karen. Hey, if you have an American flag in front of your house, that means you're a racist. So this flag back here that you see, the flags behind me, that means I'm racist, right? That that makes me a racist. I, I mean, I don't really, but you know what? This is not even uncommon. It's not even uncommon, not at all. People will, they, they'll, if you have an American flag flying anywhere, they get triggered by that. It's like, it's, it's our flag. It's my flag. I'm an American citizen. What are we talking about? I'm born here, raised here. All my family's from here. I'm an American. Why can't I fly the American flag? It makes me a racist, but only if I'm white. Oh, okay, but if I'm black, then it doesn't, it doesn't really count. That's, that's kind of what's going on there. So, I mean, at a certain point, people like this, they, I, I don't even know what to say. They exist. They're all over the place. And this is why in certain television shows, movies and whatnot, they are against American patriotism. They think that's the equivalent of racism to have uh, love and respect and admiration for your own country that you live in. that you're a citizen of is somehow racism. Can't make it up. Now, my question is, hey, if you don't love your own country, then why are you even here? We're not North Korea. You can escape. You can go somewhere else. Now, I don't know, I don't know where you're going to go, Miss Dirty Wife Beater Lady. I don't know where you're going to go to where things better for you here. But I don't know where you're going to go to where things better for you than right here in the USA. This is, this is it. I, I mean, there is nowhere to escape. There's nowhere to hide. You're here. You're born here, raised here. Where are you going to go? Where's, your, where's your, your tribe, your people right here in the United States? That's it. Very simple. He said he thought I was a dude. That is a, a, a kind of a, you know what I mean? That, that, that is a young lady. That is a young lady. All right. Now, we got more videos here. Let's, let's, check, on, let's check on California right quick. Let's check on California and see, if they, and see how things are going because um, you know how California is. It's, it's a lot of problems. And... This, in my humble opinion, is the result of drug decriminalization. When you just let stuff happen, when you just say, hey, man, you want to smoke crack, shoot fentanyl, whatever you want to do, it's all good, no problems. Uh, you want to commit crimes, wreak havoc, wreak chaos, no problem, no jail. It Look, if you want to smoke crack and assault people, we're not going to lock you up. Just do whatever you want to do. It's okay. Here, this video right here, this is the result. Let's check it out.
So if you can't see the video, what you're seeing right now are scenes of people that are in various states of drugged out distress in Hollywood, California. The, the Walk of Fame, all of that, people out there screaming, hollering, acting the fool right there in the Walk of Fame. Look at this, Walk of Fame. So you want to go visit um, L.A.? You want to go downtown? You want to go to the Walk of Fame, take pictures? Well, hey, watch it back because you could be somebody rolling up on you, high on crack, meth, um, whatever, K2, any kind of random drug they could put their hands on. And they might assault you for, for no reason at all because they're high on drugs and they may see something that, it, that that's not really there. They may have some kind of episode or whatever, and you're going to get in the way. This is not in every city. It is not in every city. Okay. I've been to a lot of major cities in the country. Um, it's not in every major city. It's, it, it's, it's a West coast thing or, uh, ex well, I ain't going to say very liberal city, major city, like, uh, New York It's in New York and in LA, San Francisco, but it's not in Dallas, Houston, Miami, Atlanta. It's not there. Tampa, it's not there. No, 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 no. It's not everywhere. It's only in certain places. You're going to have people that are homeless, people that have mental issues and on drugs everywhere, but not like this. Not, not to this extent. Look at this. Yeah, Philly, it's in Philly and in, in Kensington. But see, what they, what they did in Philly was they they did a hamster dam. And if you watch The Wire, you get that reference. What they did in Philly was put all the miscreants in one area for the most part. But I'm not saying it's okay, but that's what they did. But yeah, you go to Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Tampa, Orlando, Miami, um, Phoenix, Arizona. You don't see this. You, you don't see this. You, you only see it in certain places. Uh, where else? D.C., you don't see this. You see, what, what you see in D.C. actually is very young homeless people that are not necessarily on drugs. I'm talking about when I was in D.C. last time, I was seeing people that's like, they, they couldn't have been no more than like 19 sleeping outside. It was crazy. It was totally crazy. It's not quite what you would see in LA at all. Not at all. When I, when I was, when I went to LA, I was completely shocked. I had never in my life seen such madness. Matter of fact, I take that back. In Atlanta, if you go downtown, you see some of this under, under an overpass, but what you're not going to see is them just on the ground, laying all over the... Nah, you're not, you're not going to see them in like in a, in a sidewalk. No, 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 no. 
you'll see them in certain little underpasses in certain places. But beyond that, no, you're not going to see it. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it's all the programs and the legalization of drugs and not prosecuting crimes. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's crazy. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. So do you guys know who Billy Porter is? I'm going to show you a video from this guy. It might kind of blow your mind. All right. Um, so Billy Porter, matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to show you the more recent story. Yeah, I'm going to show you the more recent story. So you so you kind of understand what's going on. And then we're going to get into um, an older video of him that might kind of blow your mind. So let's check it out. Hold on. So this right here is Billy Porter, okay? A man who is dressing very androgynously. All right, that's him right there, all right? And he said he had to sell his house because of the Hollywood strike. Now my thing is, okay, let's not have all these these ads. I don't got I'm not I don't want no Mustang Mach E. <laughs> but hold on, let me let me go back. I was trying to pause that, but anyway, I digress. So Billy Porter says he had to sell his house because of the Hollywood strikes. Starve me out. The strike happened. That's him right there wearing the long dress, tux, whatever. The strike just happened. It just it just started. So you you you're that hard up for money. You are selling your house already. I mean, talk about living paycheck to paycheck. But anyway, this guy is very well known for being active in the LGBT community, whatever, whatever. But check it out. Watch this. People rebrand a lot. I'm not sure how old he is, but he's been around for a very long time in the entertainment industry. As of right now, he's like really into the LGBT stuff, does a lot of movies and television, and he does hosting and whatnot. And this whole thing is about wearing dresses and wigs and makeup and all that kind of stuff, right? That's him. He's like a kind of a generic version of RuPaul. Now, this is him in the 1990s. Look at this. Watch this. This dude was an R&B singer in the 1990s. This dude was singing love songs to women. <laughs> I swear, look, loves Billy Porter was singing love songs to women in the 1990s. But hey, man, you know what? The 90s R&B, begging, I'm crying, keep sweat. Those days are over with. So look, man, you in L.A., you got bills to pay, you got a rebrand. So what are you going to do? You're going to put on a tuxedo dress, Lipstick, makeup, talk about LGBTQ, Elemental P, X, Y, and Z, create controversy, and voila, a brand new career. Baby, just show me, show me what I gotta do. Oh. And baby, if you love me, I'll do that is Billy Porter in the 1990s. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I told you to blow your mind. Yes. Now, he's singing kind of a cover of a song by a guy by the name of, I think, uh, Glenn Jones. 
I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. Yeah, Glenn Jones. Like, the name of the song is called Show Me. Glenn Jones sung the original. If you guys know about 90s, black R&B, whatever, that's him. So imagine that, 53 years old, and he got the bug. He got the house in Virginia. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. So, right, he probably was in his 20s and the 90s doing this R&B thing. Yep. Yep, yep. So, hey. <laughs> it's, it's funny how things change, huh? But it, it, it goes to show you how fake the industry Hollywood is. People just do whatever it takes. They, they'll do anything, say anything. Your man Wayne Brady came out talking about someone paying sexual. All right, man, whatever. Whatever, man. Like, don't, don't believe anything you see on television, movies. E even if it's news, don't believe anything you see there. All right. I know I'm showing my age now. I know, I know, I know it. I'm not quite his age though, but I'm I'm creeping up on. I'll be I'll be 40 next year. You got great hair, ABL. You're not 40 yet. I, thank you for reminding me. But I look much younger in person. But anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Yes, Michael Wayne Brady did come out as pansexual. Like back in the day, back in the 90s. You wouldn't even come out. But if you were to come out, you would just say you gay. But now you got to do a little bit more. You know? Yeah, Teddy Riley. Shout out Teddy Riley. And RIP. RIP to Magoo, a Virginia legend. Virginia Beach, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Norfolk, Southside legend. 50 years old. Uh, Magoo was part of the basement crew. If you know about that, I'm getting kind of off topic. But Magoo was part of the basement crew. And that included... Um, uh, Missy, Elliot, Timbaland, um, Genuine, Sweet, Static Major, and Devontae Swing was the guy to put it together. Devontae Swing was of Jodeci, one of the, the top guys over in Jodeci. That's a long story I can get into, but RIP to Magoo. Magoo was like a legend to us in Virginia, for sure. And he is a legend to us because he was one of the first guys that came out from our neck of the woods to become like popular in the music scene. Him and Missy and Timberland, they were like the, the pioneers of it. And Pharrell, too, because he came out early with Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley came from New York with, I think, I think Al Poet came down, or it might have been Mitch from Paid in Full Movie. One of those guys came to Virginia, and Teddy was like his friend. He came down with him. And then Teddy stayed in Virginia, linked up with Pharrell and Timberland and everybody else. The rest is history. So... But that's a really long, deep story right there. That should be a movie. Yes, Aaliyah was in the basement crew. Aaliyah, Tweet, Aaliyah, they all went to the basement crew. And Aaliyah was in the basement crew after the whole kerfuffle with R. Kelly. Because remember, she was with R. Kelly when she was like 15 and they got married. Then they got annulled and everything else. And then she went to New York. And then when she was in New York, she was pretty much everywhere. She sung on Lil' Kim, Queen B. Uh, Queen B-I-T-C, etc. Um, and the original version of that song, she was singing the full hook, but on a, a bridge version, she's just humming on it. A lot of history, but anyway, I don't want to go make it be like a, um, a 90s R&B rap history thing right now. I just wanted to say R.I.P. to Magoo. All right. Yes. Shout, shout out to Way of the Road. Y'all know Way of the Road about, about Teddy. Yes, indeed. 
Shout out Teddy Riley. Shout out Aaron Hall. And shout out Gloria Velez. If you know, you know. But I digress. Guy, of course, Guy. Guy was the group that they started in New York. And then once that kind of fizzled, then Teddy Riley started Blackstreet. When that's when No Diggity came out. And right around that time was when the Basement Crew started. And that's why Missy said No Diggity. I think she said No Diggity and Up Jumps the Boogie. But anyway, the 90s was an amazing time to be alive. I said this on my, um, on my Twitter. I feel sorry for the kids nowadays who did not have the privilege to grow up in the 90s. That was an amazing time. The 80s also, because I was born in the 80s. I lived for quite a while in the 80s, but also the 90s was like my, my core of my childhood. That was an amazing time to be alive, for sure. All right? But if you like what you're hearing, you like the some of the um, unknown music history, y'all let me know in the comments below. Or just give me a thumbs up. But I'll keep on moving here. We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. We got a lot more going on. Um, let's talk about the Lahaina fire because you're talking about some of the conspiracies and whatnot behind the fire. Now, I've read quite a bit of you guys' comments about what happened. Uh, somebody said, I'm a shill. I'm a paid shill because I don't believe the conspiracy theories about the fire. I believe what people told me who lived there. You see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, the facts are that a fire happened. Now, the question is, how did the fire happen? I'm asking residents who live on an island in Maui or that live in Lahaina, hey, what happened? They all tell me the same thing. We had hurricane force winds. The power lines got knocked down. We had dry conditions. And since all of that happened at the same time, the power lines hit the, the, the dry brush, the grass, tall grass that was not kept properly, I suppose, or might have been kept properly, don't really matter. The spark from the down power lines hit the dry land and it spread quickly throughout the very old wooden buildings in Lahaina. It was like a bunch of matches. That's what it was. Dry conditions. Hurricane force, very fast winds. It was like a tornado of fire. And it spread so quickly, they couldn't really do anything to stop it. And when you're talking about firefighting efforts, um, the water pumps that would provide water and pressure to the fire hydrants became compromised because it's powered by electricity. And since the power lines were down, the power could not get to the actual water pumps to get the water from point A to point B. So what they wound up doing was filling up water trucks to get that from point A to point B. But there was an issue with that. You got jammed streets. It was a mess. And sometimes they put up helicopters in the sky to douse out the flames from above. But again, you got hurricane force winds. So you can't have a helicopter up in the sky and 70 mile an hour winds. Now, some are saying, well, why was there hurricane force winds with no rain? That's not necessarily how it works. You see, I've lived through hurricanes. I've actually been hit by a hurricane before in Virginia. Obviously, you're right there on the coast, East Coast, Atlantic Ocean. What happens is when the hurricane approaches, you're going to get the outer bands, the outer rings of it, which may or may not have rain. Once you get closer to the eye, you're going to have rain. And once you're inside the eye, there's nothing because it's, it's just totally, it's just blank. Because around the eye, 
in, inside the eye of the hurricane, there's nothing. It's just, it's clear sky. But right on the edge of the eye is most intense wind and rain. And once you get further away from the eye, you got rain and wind. But on the outer edges, you're going to get a lot of the residual wind. Plus, you're on the island, right in the middle of the ocean. You're going to have some mountain resistance, perhaps, but it's not much resistance. It's going to be straight wind going across the island. So it was a perfect storm. The wind, the dry conditions, the down power lines that were hot, created the spark. And there you go. It was a, a, a fire tornado, essentially. That's what happened. Now, people talking about it was a, a direct energy weapon. They're using fake pictures. I'm going to show this clip right here from uh, Samantha Marika. Shout out to her, who lives on the island, by the way. See, that's, that's my thing. When I'm looking at what's going on with the island and what happened, I'm looking at those who actually live there, and they're telling me what's going on. All right. Uh, direct energy weapon, there's no evidence of that. I understand people want that to be the case, but it's simply not. All right, so let me play this right quick. And shout out to Samantha. All right, I'm going to show her video right here. Uh, so you guys can follow her on Instagram, Samantha Mason Marika, with a K and two as at the end of Marika. Let's check it out. I'm all about thinking for yourself and questioning things, but what I'm not for is blatantly lying to people. I see a lot of big accounts posting the photos I'm about to show you, and it's a really a disservice to anybody who actually cares about finding out the truth. So a lot of these accounts, a lot of these people are posting the photos saying that a directed energy weapon do a laser beam hit Maui and cause the fires. Okay, let's go through the photos, which were easily able to be vetted if people just took the time without sharing. This is a SpaceX launch in California in 2019. This is not Maui being hit by a laser beam. This is why will a church burning, which is real, uh, but boom, that little laser beam coming down is digitally altered. And it really, all you have to do is just zoom in there and you will clearly see that it is fake. And there's this one, which is from 2018 in Michigan, uh, when there was a fire or meteor or something like that, caused this. This is not Maui being hit by directed energy weapon. And then there's this one from a whole other country of a transformer exploding. Um, you guys, please be careful with what you are posting. Be responsible about the information you are sharing. Okay, guys. I'm so that's that. A lot of these are just fake pictures. It's not really real. You know, there is no, what, what did it say? A Jewish space laser direct energy weapon. That's not going on. That's not, that's not what's happening here. What happened is exactly what I said. It was a natural thing with a lot of circumstances. And like I said in the video, it's an unfortunate phrase to use, but it was a perfect storm. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And that's why Lahaina Town burned down. And there were also other fires across Maui, not just in Lahaina, but Lahaina was like the worst hit from what I'm able to read. Um, and some said, why about the celebrities' properties? Um, not affected. Hawaii is not just one little small island. It's a state. It's a big place with multiple towns and cities and everything else. Okay. So not all of the island is going to be on fire at once. There were certain areas that were on fire and certain areas that weren't as simple as that. Oh, and something else, there was a, an inability to get some water to where it should go. And also, um, 
the, the drought conditions, which you can't have a drought on an island, it is possible. Some of the drought conditions were made worse because some of the natural waterways were diverted for golf courses and resorts and some of the celebrities' homes. So while the, the big celebrities pay millions of dollars, they got their grass water, they got all the amenities and everything, like, like, like they're back in the States, like they're back in Florida somewhere, the rest of the island doesn't necessarily have that. It's not the same way. So you got to understand that. You got to put it in the proper context. And then somebody said, well, why was the water shut off before? Well, the thing is, again, the power was off. So if the power is not going to the water pumps, how can the water get to the hydrant, have enough pressure to be able to put out any kind of flames? You see what I'm saying? Is that the water was shut off or is that the power was off? Now, the, the power lines were hot, which means there was power going to it, but if the power lines are down, they're not able to transmit power from point A to point B. It's just in the line and hot. That's a difference, okay? If there's a power line outside of my neighborhood going to my house and it gets damaged, it falls on the ground, it's down, I don't have power, but there's still power going to the line, and it just won't be able to go from the line to my house it's just in the line it doesn't make any sense am i am i putting things together properly for you if i am y'all let me know in the comments and have that be that but some say it was a land grab i mean but what happened though was it an intentional thing was it did did black rock make a hurricane happen did black rock make the drought happen did black rock make the power line fall and fall on the brush and create the tornado or fire is that what happened now if Developers, when they come in and try to snatch up land, that's a different story. But that's not really the point. The point is who started the fire. And I don't think it was a who. I think it was a what. What happened to started the fire? That's the most important thing. Land grabs and whatnot, that's a separate issue. That's going to be opportunism, which can happen regardless of what. There's no conspiracy in opportunism necessarily. It can be, but that's not what happened here. All right. Now, somebody says I have 100% misinfo on this. Well, tell me the real information and give me the evidence. Show me the evidence. Show me the direct energy weapon. Show, show me the Jewish space laser that shot down from the sky and destroyed Lahaina Town. Show me that. Show me something else. Show me when the 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 um the power meet the the um the energy meters in somebody's house sparked flames and burnt the town down. Show me the evidence. I'm saying all I can do is go off what people tell me that live there. If a town burns down and I go to the town and I say, hey, guys, what happened? And they all say the same thing. I think I'm going to go with that rather than people on the outside who did not ask them what happened. You see what I'm saying? Oh, no, that's just me, though. That's just me. People can believe whatever they want. I think it's sometimes it's more it's more sensational to believe that it was something that was really crazy and conspiratorial. But maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something a little bit more simple, perhaps. Y'all let me know. Y'all let me know if it makes sense or not. Okay? That's all I'm saying. But what I will say is this. The federal government's response is completely garbage. Did you guys see what your man Joe Biden did or what he did not do? Joe Biden, just um, hold on. Before I get into Lahaina and Maui, Hawaii specifically, the so-called disaster relief, um, Let's let's see what he was talking about with Ukraine. Now, 
here's a video. Well, not, not a video. Wait a minute. Here's some couple articles right here. All right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here we go. So Biden already asked for billions of dollars to Ukraine. He's already gotten billions to Ukraine. And this polo shirt wearing dude, it's like, come on, man. You still in my whole style right here. Uh, Voldemort, Voldemort Zelensky. You still in my whole style. What's going on? Can you put on a suit and tie? I, I, it makes me cringe whenever I see this guy wearing regular clothes. It's like, look, at least you can do is take a trip to Jose Bank and get a tailor to put you in the suit. I, I know you got suits. You wear this, you wear this, these clothes to pre, pre, to present an image, just like Jamie Raskin wearing the cancer scarf. Like, don't nobody look. You're wearing that to present an image. I know you get. I know you're dealing with cancer, and I hope you get better, sir. But I'm not trying to have that. I don't need to see your rag on your head every time you say something because what happens is you you put that rag on your head. So whenever you say a thing, it don't matter how ridiculous or absurd it is. I got to just be like, oh, yeah, right. Because he, he, he got cancer treatments going on. I don't care about that. Look, man, if you can't do your job, then go ahead and step down. How about that? <laughs> how about that? I mean, anyway, I'm getting triggered. You see what it says? Biden asked Congress for $24 billion and more Ukraine assistance. Now, how much have we given so far? It's got to be at least $40 billion. They're not saying that total number. Um, in December, Congress approved $45 billion to help arm Ukraine. And there's been a bunch of other requests and granting since then. I think the tab is getting close to $100 billion to Ukraine. Now, I... Could not care less about that Slavic civil war between the exact same people. Ukrainians, Russians, same people. They both came from Kiev and Rus back in the day, and they created their own little countries. Belarus, Ukraine, Russia, all the same people. All the same people. I don't care about the civil war at all. I do not care. Okay? So that's that's their business. Why I got to pay a billion, trillion, gazillion dollars? Huh? Now, hold on, check it out. Before I go too far off the rabbit hole and get myself deleted on YouTube, not literally in that way, if y'all know what I'm talking about, let me just find what Biden said about um, Lahaina Town and what we should do for them, what we're going to do for them. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Uh, now all of a sudden I can't find it. I'm gonna find it though. Y'all give me a second. I'm going to pull that up right quick. I think it was on POTUS. Yeah, let me find that right quick. And we're gonna keep on rocking and rolling. All right. So first he said, our prayers are with the people of Hawaii. Uh every asset they need will be there for them. That was one thing they said. And then they're talking about the STEMI. Matter of fact, I'm going to just play the video. How about that? I think we're going to go about that way. They want to give they want to give people of Lahaina Town a stimulus check, essentially. Watch this. FEMA also authorized one-time payments of $700 per household to folks who have been displaced so they can do the immediate things of just taking care of medications and prescriptions that they so badly need. 
FEMA also authorized one-time payments of $700 per household to folks who have been displaced so they can do the immediate things of just taking care of medications and prescriptions that they so badly need. So he said there's going to be one-time payments of $700 to households affected by the tragedy in Hawaii. $700. Now, if you got injured or something, will that even cover your insurance deductible? Okay, deductible is super high. Is that, is that even going to cover your deductible for your insurance? $700. Meanwhile, hey, man, look. If you are in Ukraine and you're fighting a proxy war for U.S. and NATO, you can get billions upon billions of dollars. I mean, the disrespect is real, but that's your president. That's that's your president right there. I don't know. 81 billion. I can't tell that 81 billion, 81 million trillion, whatever. It don't really matter. All those votes. I can't really tell how many were affected. I'm not really sure. Tester tips. That's a good question. Um, Not. A tremendous amount of people were affected. You know, it, it wasn't, it, it was a lot of people. They said that there's like, I think, um, possibly 2,000. I'm not really sure about the exact number, but we know that the death toll is over 100 and it's going to rise. It's, it said it's the worst natural fire in U.S. history or in, in modern history. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what the cutoff time for so-called quote-unquote modern is, but whatever. Okay, so that's what he said. Seven hundred bucks is the best I can do. You know, I, I can't really help you with anything else. I can't. Eh, that's just what it is. Seven hundred bucks, take it or leave it. All right. So there we go. Uh, but if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. My prayers out to everybody that's been affected by the tragedy out there in Hawaii, and hopefully, people who have lost their loved ones are able to find them. And if they may be deceased, hopefully, you find peace going forward. So there's more here. We have an update from the whole North Korea kerfuffle. Remember the soldier that left to go over there who like the guy, the guy was in trouble in South Korea and then he fled to the North. Like he got in trouble in South Korea and they were going to send him home. The U S military escorted him to the airport but they could not escort him all the way to the actual plane. All they could do was bring him to the airport. But he left the airport and got into some civilian clothes and went on a tour and jetted across the border. So now he's in North Korea. And they are now talking, North Korea that is, they say North Korea confirms U.S. Army soldier, Army defector, pardon me, Travis King is in the country Said soldier wants refuge from mistreatment and racism. So you want to leave America because you think they're racist and you want to go to North Korea out of everywhere in the world, North Korea, my man, you better hope they need you for propaganda purposes, because if they don't, they're going to delete you immediately, immediately. Let's check it out right here. Hold on. Okay. Okay, we don't need to see that. So, this ain't really a video. Oh, so now I got a picture of him, right? So, there he is right there in regular civilian clothes, um, going on a tour. All right. And then, this is a month later after he went across the border. Officials alleged King said he decided to enter North Korea because he harbored ill feelings against inhuman mistreatment and racial discrimination within the U.S. Army. 
All right, let's keep on going. There he is in in uniform with the picture. Uh, 23 years old, also expressed his willingness to seek refuge in North Korea or a third country. What that mean? He's trying to go to China? Hey, good luck with that. You're trying to go to Japan? Again, good luck with that. You're not going the right direction to go to Japan uh, or Russia. That's not the right direction. You All you're going to do is be in North Korea or China, but probably just right there if they don't kill you first. All right. So down they got him on propaganda TV out there in North Korea. All right. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's totally crazy. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Devin, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. That might not work out well for your, your man. Uh, what's his name? Travis King. Good luck with that, sir. But hey. Everybody has their own things they like to do in life. Everybody knows what, you know, they, they got certain little things they want to get into. It is what it is. All right. Now, can I please get into Michael Orr? I read 1,000 comments. His name is Michael Orr. It's not Michael O'Hare. Michael Orr and the family. Um, The Tuies. Now, this is pretty sensitive. This is pretty controversial, pretty sensitive. Let me explain what's going on. Now, Matter of fact, let's pull up a picture so we can be on the same page with each other. And I need to pull up some articles here to to dig through as well so we can kind of understand what's going on. Uh, This is going to be something that needs to play out in court because there's allegations on both sides. And we need to get to the court to figure out what's going on. And before we get to court, I have questions. I have a lot of questions and I have information that you guys may not necessarily know about the sports world, not necessarily about Michael Orr and the Tuies, but just about sports in general, college sports, especially NFL football and money. We're going to talk about it. Okay. It's a wild story. That's right. Now let's put this on the screen right here. So this is Michael Orr and the family. Okay. That's mom, dad, and the two siblings. Now, the official story of the blind side is Michael Orr, big man right there, was a homeless teenager out there in Memphis, Tennessee, Shelby County, and he befriended the son right here on the far right-hand side through football practice. And they said that he was developmentally challenged, low IQ, all this, that, and the third. And then the Tui family helped him to embrace football because he was not good at it before. He was able to embrace football. He became very good. They got him in, I think, maybe like a private school, if I'm not mistaken. Then they got him to Ole Miss, which is a different story to talk about in a minute. And then he became an NFL football player. He was not a star player, but he had a pretty good career. He played for about seven to eight years. Pretty good for an old lineman. You know, it's, it's a decent career. I'm not sure how much money he made. I'm not sure what his current financial status is, but that's what happened. He became successful. Most guys that play sports do not go pro. So for him to go pro in the last quite a long time in the, in the NFL is a tremendous accomplishment. Whether he was a star or not doesn't really matter. So Michael Orr and the Tui family. Now, here is some backstory. Now, the Tui's became wealthy at a certain point, and I'm not quite sure when that happened, if it was before they adopted Michael or after, but I think even before them getting into a really big bag of money, they already had money. 
because they're on a chain of Taco Bells. And Michael, not Michael, pardon me, the, the father, Sean, and the family, they sold a chain of Taco Bells and made $200 million on the sale. $200 million on the sale. So they had money. They're not some kind of broke, destitute family. They were a rich, wealthy family. Now, the father here is or was a booster for Ole Miss, okay? Before Michael or came into the picture. Michael, of course, where does he go? Ole Miss. The NCAA calls Sean, the father, the so-called father, and they say, hey, um, check it out. If you want Michael to go to Ole Miss, he needs to appear to be part of the family. So the Tuies, and this, 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 this is what the what this is what Ora's lawyer is saying. The Tuies presented some papers in front of Michael and said, "Hey, you know what? He wants you to be part of the family. He wants you to go to Ole Miss or whatever, and this can make that happen. You can be part of the family this way." So they presented the papers in front of him, and Michael's lawyers say that he thought that he was signing adoption papers. Now he was age eighteen. Okay, keep that in mind. He was age 18, but he thought he was being adopted. Now he says he just recently found out at age 37 that he was never adopted. They put him on a conservatorship, okay? The whole Britney Spears situation at 37 years old, and he's still right now today on the conservatorship. Now here's the question. If... The whole point of the conservatorship was for him to go to Ole Miss as an 18-year-old rather than getting adopted because he was an adult. Then why is he still on the conservatorship at age 37? Why? That's a question. That is not a a, a rumor. That's a that's a real thing. The two he said, well, look, if he wanted to get off, he would, he would have done it. It's been no problem. Why is he still on it? Why does he have to request and get lawyers involved to get off the conservatorship? Now, on a conservatorship, you're able to make decisions for someone. Legal decisions, financial decisions. What Michael Orr is saying is that the Tuies kind of robbed him on the movie deal. Remember the movie? The Blind Side? The Blind Side was about his life. Let me see if I can find a picture from The Blind Side. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Now, The Blind Side was about his life. It starred Sandra Bullock, and she won an Academy Award, okay? It, so if this is a big thing, the film made $300 million. Academy Award winning. There was a book also about this movie before the movie came out or after. I'm not really sure. There was a book. There was a movie, Academy Awards, millions of dollars. That's what it is. So that's Sandra Bullock right there. She played the mother. And of course, Big Man right here played Michael Orr. Now, here's where things get crazy. Michael Orr's lawyer says that the Tuies got a deal that Michael was not privy to. And the Tuies signed off on the rights to his story with no compensation and without consulting him. All right. So his life story, all the rights have been signed away to the actual 
um, the the what's that? The production house that made the movie. Now, the Tui say that they didn't make any money from the movie. They said they made money from the book, and everybody, meaning the father, the mother, the two biological siblings, and Michael, got fourteen thousand dollars each. But Michael's lawyers are saying, no, no, no. What happened was the mother, father, and the two biological kids, and not Michael, each got a deal worth $225,000 and 2.5% royalties from the blind side. But Michael did not get the money. The Tuis said that Michael is trying to shake him down for $15 million. So now we got a conflict. Who's right? Who's wrong? I don't really know, but something's going on. And the reason why I know something's going on is because why is a 37-year-old in a conservatorship? And I looked it up because the excuse was, well, we got to put him on a conservatorship because you can't adopt an adult. That's not true. Now, maybe the laws have changed in Mississippi or and or Tennessee since 2006, seven when he got adopted. But right now, today, you can adopt an adult in Tennessee and Mississippi, okay? And I say both states because um, the court action was filed in Tennessee, Memphis, Shelby County. And if you know about Memphis, it's like right on Mississippi border. So you can adopt an adult in both states. It says it's easier to adopt an adult as long as both sides are on the same page. The adult is of sound mind. It's no problem. You sign documents, and it's no big deal, the same way you signed the conservatorship, the same way you signed that, you could have signed the adoption at age 18. The only reason why somebody would be on a conservatorship is if you're making decisions for them on a consistent and daily basis or consistently. Like, I don't know, a movie deal that they're not privy to. Like, I don't know, a book deal or something else you're not privy to. Something like that. So any kind of deals that go on behind the scenes, they can just handle with the conservatorship, which is why they didn't take them off it. Perhaps that's the only reason why there's no other reason to do it. That's what I'm saying. Now, the question is, who's right in a situation? Who's wrong? Some want to say he's ungrateful, all this and that and the third. And he shouldn't, he shouldn't, he shouldn't worry about money because they looked out for him. They, they send them to private school, artists and net. You know, that's the same argument that some parents use against the biological kids. Oh, you know, I, I got you into school and I took you to football practice and you owe me. You don't owe your parents anything. You don't owe your parents anything, actually. Now, it'd be nice if you looked out for your parents and hooked them up with some money. If, if you became successful or whatever, look out for your parents. But you don't owe them anything, actually, because... They're your parents. Now, some are going to say, well, they adopted them. Well, look, are you my son? Like, am I your son? Do you love me? Are you my dad and my mom or not? Because if you're not, then I'll call it what it is. Is it a business deal or are you my parents? Huh? If it's a business deal, then let's let it be that. Don't put me on the conservatorship and steal my money. If it's a business deal, let it be above board. If it's not, then it's not. Regardless of what, let's, let's have everything be above board. That's all I'm saying. Again, 
It needs to go to court to figure it all out. And here's something else. Some said he's just now saying something about the movie. That's not true. What's happening right now is the whole conservatorship piece. But he had been saying that the movie was inaccurate because they were trying to say that he was low IQ. He couldn't really make decisions for him. He said a lot of that was inaccurate years ago. I've been heard about that. What's new is him being on the conservatorship. He didn't know that. He thought it was adopted. If people that you love and they took you in and you sleep on the couch and you hanging out with them, eating dinner every night, and then they say, hey, you know what, Michael? You should be part of the family, you know, and here's how we can make it happen. You sign this and you're part of the family. You think you're being adopted, but no, no, no. It's some other stuff going on and you don't know any better until later on because you trusted them. You see? So that's, that's my only thing that I'm concerned about. I hope that it's just lawyers getting in the way and it's not what it seems, but I'm going to tell you this right here. I'm going to tell you this. I spoke to a friend of mine. I won't say your name. So shout out to you if you're watching. Um, a friend of mine told me that this kind of thing does happen. It's not uncommon. What will happen is even like athletes from overseas, different countries, they'll come to America. They'll get sponsored by family adopted or something like that. And they'll say it's about just trying to help out and trying to look out and whatnot. But really the family wants that particular person to go pro and to make some money. They want it to be an investment. And the person told me that one athlete went through the whole process of getting some kind of adoption or staying with their family. And when it didn't go pro, they got disowned. So it does happen. I hope it's not the case, but it's not unheard of. It's not unheard of. Even with actual biological family members, these weird things happen. Let me show you a clip from 30 for 30 broke. I found a clip I was trying to play last time and someone to say it's a race thing. That's a really small way of looking at it. That's so small. That's, that's normie pea brain. That's, that's low IQ stuff because it's not even about that. It's about money. Money has no color. Money ain't black, white or nothing. Money is money. Regardless of what people do bad things for money. It don't matter who you are. It, it, nah, let me show you what I'm talking about right quick. Then we keep on rocking. Okay. Bernie Kosar, quarterback for the Browns. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Y'all give me one second. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Not sexy. Where we at? I'm going to take care of every to come in. Until there's nothing left. I got to find that clip because I know it's right here somewhere. But in the clip, he was talking about his parents and what they did. You know, guys open up restaurants, and then that's one of the most volatile type of a record label. Rasheed Wallace, and he had a at? studio at one point. And say that they regularly. I'm going to find that in a minute. Y'all please hang tight for me. But that's what's going on. So what do you guys think? Do you think that uh, Michael Orr is just trying to get some money, and he's, he's broke now, and he's not grateful? Like, what do you guys think is happening? Or do you think that um, he could have, he could make some sense here? Like, this could be something where they did some behind-doors deals, didn't tell him. What's going on? What do y'all think? All right? Somebody says, nah, respect and honor the parents. So, I mean, your parents are your parents. You don't owe them anything. Again, 
it's nice if you did, but doesn't mean your parents can rob you and steal from you and just take from you because they're your parents. It doesn't mean that. I mean, if that's the case, it could kill you too, and it's not really your problem, right? I mean, that's crazy. That's not how that works at all. You know, your parents, again, it's nice if you did things for them, but you don't owe them a thing. You don't owe them anything. You didn't ask to be here. They did what they did out of the kindness of their own heart because their parents, because they good, because they because they raising children. That's their responsibility. If you adopt someone, their responsibility. They're not a meal ticket. But if it's going to be a business arrangement, let's let it be that, and let's let it be for. Let's say what it is from the beginning. You're going to invest into me. You're trying to make money, and that's what it is. Here we go, right here. This is Bernie Kosar coming up. Let's let's have it be above board. All right. Let's check it out. Oh, your parents don't owe you a thing once you get to be an adult. Once you're an adult, you're on your own, for sure. Again, as always, it's nice if your parents could do things for you. Don't, don't get it confused. I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do anything for your parents and your parents shouldn't do things for you. It's not what I'm saying. But there's no entitlement there, okay? Just because you become successful, don't mean you got to just buy your mama a house and all that kind of stuff like that. Ain't no entitlement. If you do it, it's because you want to, not because you're contractually obligated and they can't steal from you. No. Man who has no financial background. And the people who have advised them are often. Okay, I see what's going on. They won't let me play the, the audio, the, the video. That's fine. That's fine. Not looking out for their best interest, but are really kind of worrying about themselves. One of the biggest uh, mistakes you can make is actually keeping it in the family. I wanted to get an agent and separate the money. So what you're hearing right now is Bernie Kosar, quarterback for the Browns. Let me see if I could just put up a picture or something. Like, good grief. Why can't I just... I don't, I don't like how I can't show that, show that video. Y'all give me a second. Um, let me put a picture right quick so you know what I'm talking about. Um, he's talking about how his dad worked in the mills in Ohio. He didn't have a job. And, and then things kind of went weird. There we go. Let's, let's put it up like that. That'll work. So that's him back in the 80s as a Browns quarterback. Let me put it up on the screen. I need the football and the family so we could all kind of coexist. But my family, they wanted to represent me. They wanted to, to manage the money. My father, he didn't really have a job. He had, after the mills had closed, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. I knew with my signing bonus, he was paying off his mortgages and, and paying off the house and the cars and things of that nature. But the, uh, as I came to find out a little bit later, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns also cut a contract for my father who got a million dollars. Did you hear that? So, look, he knew that his father was going to eat that signing bonus that he was going to get for assigning to the Cleveland Browns in the 80s to pay off the mortgage and things of that nature, the mills that closed in Youngstown, Ohio. It was, a, it was an issue, right? He knew that he would have to help that way. But what his father did was go behind his back and structure a deal for himself to get a million dollars. Not for Bernie, but for himself. Stole from his own son, who was looking out for him and was going to give him money anyway. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is what I'm talking about. The entitlement, the, the stealing, and the money. The money has no color. Don't get into the whole thing about black person, white person. No, 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 no. This is... Money makes people get really crazy and they do things like this. They would steal from their own children. They will hurt their own children. Parents will hurt their own uh, kids, hurt their own parents for the money. 
I've seen stories of kids setting their own parents up for insurance money. I've seen it all. So, yeah, $1 million. All right. So it's crazy. Manager deal. Yep. But it's like, why are you structuring a deal behind my back when I'm giving you money? Without, without even, he had to find out later. It wasn't like he talked to his son about what he was doing. Just getting money for himself and then didn't even tell him. Had to find out later. The same way that Michael Orr found out now that he was not adopted, that it was a conservatorship from the beginning. All right? So, yeah. So, what do you guys think? Do you think Michael Orr is just ungrateful and he needs to just let his parents or the people that put him on the conservatorship and didn't adopt him, they got just, just let him steal if that's what's happening? What do you guys think about the whole situation? I hope that it's not what I think, but it is what it looks like to me. All right? Yeah, a million dollars in the 80s, a lot of money. That was 1984, 1985, a lot of money back then. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money now. A million dollars, a lot of money now, but definitely it was a lot more 40 years ago, for sure. Absolutely. Ain't no question about it. Money is root of all evil. <laughs> love of money. Yeah, that's right. Uh, L-R-A-S-M. Love of money is the root of all evil. Correct. And again, just because the Tuis were rich and got money and sold the Taco Bells, it doesn't mean much. People that are wealthy become greedy sometimes, and they will do things that are unethical to line their pockets. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. When you're talking about people that got money, like really big money, sometimes they've done some really uh, kind of sleazy things to get it. You'd be surprised. You'd be totally surprised at the things that go on every day. If, if only you knew the things that go on every single day behind closed doors. You ever seen the show House of Cards? Stuff like that really goes on. That was accurate. 100% accurate. All day long. Um, AMG says minimum wage in 1985 was $3.25 an hour. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And even though the minimum wage right now is $7.25, people are getting paid a lot more than that to do minimum wage jobs like working at McDonald's, getting paid 15 an hour, et cetera. All right. It's crazy. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That's right. Miss Adams and Grant demand. The Bidens are a prime example doing slimy things to get money. Okay. Going to Ukraine, other kind of uh, small second world type countries, Eastern Europe, Asia, all over the place, getting big bags of money. Okay, then they tell you they're all about family values. That's how they do. People that are corrupt, and again, color is not even important. You could be black, white, Puerto Rican candy stripe. Anybody can be greedy and just do things that they shouldn't be doing. Michael did not get 14000 for the movie. Michael got 14000 for the book, Omega Dog. Okay, so if you missed that part, what I was talking about, there was a movie in the book. Everyone in the family, the mother, the father, the two biological kids, and Michael got $14,000 for the book, not for the movie. Now, the allegation is that um, the mother, the father, and the two biological kids, and not Michael, each got $225,000 plus 2.5% royalties from the movie, but Michael did not get the money. That's the allegation. Allegation only. The truth is, 
a, a verifiable fact that both sides agree on is that they all got money from the book. The movie money is the discussion. All right. Just, just to be on the same page, but let's keep on rocking here. We got a, a little bit more going on here. Let's just keep on rocking and rolling. Oh, I almost forgot one of the main things Trump got indicted, of course. <clears throat> now, we all knew. Hold on. Let me just get myself together. Now I'm getting, getting kind of parched. We all knew that Trump would get indicted in Georgia. We all saw that coming. <clears throat> we all saw it coming. We knew that it was just going to be a matter of time before that happened. And it, it has happened. Trump got indicted by the DA out there in Fulton County, Fonnie Willis. Now, we all know about Fonnie Willis. She's out there in Atlanta partying, messing with young boys. Donovan Nutt Thomas, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <clears throat> we all know about that kind of stuff. And um, she has finally gone ahead and indicted Donald Trump and 18 others. And I was listening to the names being read by Fonnie Willis and that screeching voice. And I'm like, okay, are they going to call my name? Like, they didn't call everybody in Trump world. They didn't call Rudy Giuliani. They didn't call um, uh, uh, Jenna Ellis, Mark Meadows. They didn't call everybody to get indicted. Now, here's my question. If you are a lawyer and you're giving your client advice, is that enough to get indicted? Should you be getting indicted for advice? Is that how that works? So I'm a lawyer. You hire me to give you advice, to give you potential pathways to go forward. And as a result of a pathway that someone doesn't like that I took, I get indicted for that. How does it really work? Legal advice? Is that, is that a crime? I don't really know. Now there's a lot that that went on. This, this, This is really raggedy. Uh, Banana Republic stuff at best. At best, Banana Every- Hold on, hold on. Before we get to Fani's screeching voice, this is Banana Republic stuff at best. And you got quite a bit of hypocrisy. You got a lot going on. Um, let me show Fani first, okay? Matter of fact, let me see if I can find a picture of Fani from my man Dom Luker's Twitter page. Shout out to Dom Luker. Let me find that right quick. <clears throat> So you can kind of see what we're dealing with. All right. And if you like what you're hearing, I know what to do. Y'all get a video, a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I know, I know your ears. <laughs> RIP to your ears. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, find that right quick. And then we'll keep on rocking. Because you got to kind of see what's happening. Oh, okay. There we go. There, there we go. Now, the rumor, the allegation is that Fani had a relationship with a gang member that got murdered in 2015, Donovan Nutt Thomas. <clears throat> and Donovan Nutt Thomas got killed by YSL, and he was part of YFN, which sparked a war between both gangs that resulted in 50 murders in the Atlanta area over a course of about five years or more between 2015 and 2021. And she's now prosecuting the gang that allegedly killed her alleged boyfriend. And she 
defended one of the founders of said gang that killed her boyfriend allegedly before she became a DA. And it just so happens that the guy that she defended is not being indicted right now, but everybody else is. How does that really work? I don't know. But here's some pictures of Miss Willis. <clears throat> All right, check it out. So that's her right there with Shaq. All right, partying up, living it up. All right, and then here we go. I think that's Major Height right there. He's like a he's like a, a comedian and um, dance hall guy. You know, island guy, Grand Marshal. I'm not sure what she's a Grand Marshal love right there. And then that's Tyler, that's Tyler Perry, of course. Tyler Perry. And then I'm not sure what that is right there. But you see, she, she's outside. Ain't, ain't that how the youngins say? She's outside. That's Fonnie Willis, the DA right now. So she, she's out here in these streets. Let me see if I can find. Um, there's always more. Let me, just, let me keep on going here. So you get an idea of who Miss Willis is. Then we're going to get into her professional mode, right? individual charged in the indictment is charged with one count of violating Georgia's Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act through participation in a criminal enterprise in Fulton County, Georgia and elsewhere to accomplish the illegal goal of allowing Donald J. Trump to seize the presidential term of office beginning on January 20th, 21. Specifically, the participants in association took various actions in Georgia and elsewhere to block the counting of the votes of the presidential electors who were certified as the winners of Georgia's 2020 general election. The indictment alleges that rather than abide, abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. So you get the idea of what's going on. I don't want to give you too much of that screeching voice. I know it's kind of annoying. I'm, I'm getting triggered beyond triggered right now, so I will spare you. But that is Miss Fonnie Willis reading off the the charges there or what's happening with the indictment but now here's the problem and if anybody is in the house that's a legal mind or knows how this works and i'm incorrect in what i'm saying y'all let me know but the indictment was leaked to the press on monday morning before the grand jury convened and sent the indictment to the judge okay so the way it works the prosecution recommends an indictment, and the jury votes on it. So when the jury votes on it, it gets sent to the judge. Now it's sealed. It's an indictment. But you can't say the indictment is done or complete until that process happens. But they circumvented the process by publishing it by accident on the website in Georgia. So, of course, the media picks up on it and publishes it and then they delete it, talking about, oh, it was a mistake, and it was a fictitious document, it wasn't real. But then, when the actual real indictment came out after the grand jury convened, and by the way, I think that it was rushed, because they were allegedly supposed to convene on Tuesday, 
But they wound up convening on Monday late, which resulted in finding Willis having the 12 midnight press conference to discuss it. It probably would have been they convene on Tuesday, get it done by close of business, and then finally Willis comes out 5 o'clock right there at Wright Street and reads off whatever she got to read off and then go home and eat dinner or whatever. Go out to the club on that Tuesday, get hookah and hot wings or whatever they do in Atlanta. But anyway, I digress. The point is that this whole thing was raggedy and janky. But if I'm wrong, y'all let me know in the comments. Now, the clerk from Fulton County who did the who made the mistake, the accident of publishing the indictment spoke out. I did a video about that earlier. Let's check that out if you have not seen it. And of course, link in the description, go to the website. I did a video and the full video is also right there. Check it out. And Linda, Shay Alexander says she was under a lot of pressure to make sure this process went smoothly. There were no hiccups. She says in trying to be perfect, she made a mistake. And instead of hitting, hitting save, she hit send. I am human. Fulton County Clerk and of Court Shay Alexander says even though she's human, she strives for perfection. And that's how the mishap happened. The mishap was she inadvertently posted the indictment charges against former President Donald Trump, even though the grand jury was still deliberating Monday. That set off a media firestorm and had Trump's attorney saying prosecutors had no respect for the grand jury process. Alexander said this had nothing to do with the DA's office and there was nothing sinister about the mistake she made. I have no dog in the fight. She says in an effort to handle the indictment perfectly, she messed up. I did a work sample in the system and when I hit save, it went to the press queue. Some news reporters saw it before it was deleted. Alexander says what they saw was unofficial. It wasn't an official document. It wasn't official charges. It was the dry run. It was a work sample. Even though it had a case number, Alexander says it didn't have a stamp and other markings that would have made it official. I asked her why did she release a statement calling the document fictitious? Before she explains why she called it fictitious, let's back up a little bit. Do you see this right here? There's a poster with her paper with her face on it. And I think that she has to get elected. So are we using the TV time to plug your re-election? Am I seeing that? That's not funny. I think that's her. Am I right or wrong? Y'all let me know. So yeah, that's her because her name, Shay Alexander, says it right there. Alexander Clerker Court. <laughs> Purpose, passion. Really? Are you advertising yourself right now when you made the biggest mistake in the country? So-called alleged, alleged mistake in the country. Why did she release a statement calling the document fictitious? That was the best word I could come up with. Um, it was fictitious. It wasn't real. It didn't have a stamp on it. Why didn't you just say it? That was the best word I could come up with. The best word I could come up with, ma'am. Ma'am, is that what we... Uh, it was fictitious. It wasn't real. It didn't have a stamp on it. Why didn't you just say it was an error? She says fictitious was what her team came up with. We've been getting some calls. Her office has received calls and emails with threats. People saying, I'm coming to get you. Those threats have been forwarded to the sheriff's office. Alexander says she was under a lot of pressure to get this right. Now she says she just wants to explain what happened and get back to work. I tell my staff we just want to be transparent, right? And so I don't have anything to hide. 
And Alexander says her mistake had no uh, impact on the grand jury's decision. I asked her, how did she get her hands on those charges? She says she has access to that information as clerk of court. She says her office is taking those threats very seriously. We're live in downtown. So, so there you have it. All right. There you have it. That, that happened. <laughs> I mean, what do y'all think? You think it was an honest mistake? Do you think that this person did that to circumvent the whole situation? Because again, the indictment got leaked before the grand jury was able to convene and do anything. It, it just, you know, it was just out there. What do y'all think? Y'all think it was a mistake or what? Like what's going on? This whole thing to me is just, it's just totally crazy. Totally crazy, but hey, Dog Pony Show, the whole thing is Dog Pony Show, everything. All, all, all the indictments, all the non-indictments of Hunter Biden, and then with Hunter Biden, they got a special counsel, David Weiss, and David Weiss is from Delaware, where, Hunt, where, where Joe Biden, Hunter's father, was a senator for a million and one years, where Hunter is from, and he's a government employee, and they say, according to the law, you cannot uh, you cannot appoint government employees as special counsel. But for some but for some reason, they were able to do it. So it's illegal, improper. It, it's it's obviously BS, obvious BS. But hey, what's, what what are, what are we gonna do? But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Oh, before you before you throw the video up, I got another video to show you right quick. This is uh Rachel Maddow. I mean Maddow and. Hillary, remember Hillary? Hillary was looking a complete mess in the 2016 election campaign cycle, having to get uh weekend at burning through the campaign, couldn't go two feet from the curb to the sprinter van. It was a mess. Now, listen to what she says right here about the indictment. That um, the system of democracy at its heart is the idea that the people get to decide how we are governed. And if we if we no longer believe that our will is effectuated through the system, if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that the only way an election is uh, trustworthy is if they come out on top of it, um, then something it's, it, it's, it tells you something not just about that person or that moment. It maybe wounds us as a democracy and in a way that is hard to repair. Mm-hmm. What do you think about how we get better um, after the wounds that have been inflicted on us through this process? Well, I think, you know, the truth matters. Um, I think having these cases be brought and be brought in such professional manners, we'll see how they unfold. Obviously, uh, the trials, um, if there are trials, are going to be critically important. But the article you mentioned that I published about the weaponization of loneliness really does, in my view, point to the larger cultural concerns, because the lack of trust, the divisiveness, the undermining of faith in ourselves, in each other, uh, respect for our institutions, uh, the rule of law, all of that has been deliberately inculcated within our body politic. You know, there were trends before. I mean, we have seen how people have become more isolated, less community oriented, less civically minded. Then we see how social media and technology has certainly accelerated a lot of those trends. But the deliberate effort to divide Americans. Uh, that's, that's what you guys do over there. But now, so they're saying basically that, uh, you know, of course, they want to say that Trump talking about the election was stolen. It wasn't stolen. 
Now, remember Hillary Clinton, what she said back when she lost in 2016. Remember that? Let's check it out. RP headphone users. I think it's also critical to understand that as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. I think it's also critical to understand that as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Okay, so is that election denying, saying that you had election stolen? Is that a conspiracy theory? Is that tinfoil hat wearing? Are you, are, are you a MAGA, an uh, extreme MAGA Republican for saying something like that? Huh? Like, what's going on? And then here again, Matt Cow. We are still every day dealing with this question of whether or not our president was chosen, not just because of a foreign intelligence operation. We're, we're grappling with this existential question as to whether his campaign was part of that foreign intelligence operation. Russia. Russia, Vladimir Putin, Russia, 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 hate Russia, 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 Putin, Russia's Russia, 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 Russian, 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 Russia, Russia, Moscow, Moscow, Russia, Russian, pro-Russian, Russian, Russia, Russian, 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 the Russians, Russian, 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 Russians, Russians, Russian, Russians, Russian, Russian, Russian. You get the idea. Russia, Russia, Russia. They impeached President Trump over the Russia thing, which was an attempt to overthrow the election. Because they said it was rigged by Russia. But when Trump asked some questions that his lawyer said that he could do, now he's the guy that needs to get locked up? I don't understand. It's so dumb. And this is the reason why people are starting to be like, you know what, I don't even like what they're doing to Trump. I'm going to go ahead and vote for my man in 2024 because this is just all a game. It's ridiculous. It's nonsense. I'm going to vote for Trump. So, yeah, shout out to Trump for... Uh, standing up, standing his ground, and shout out to the lamestream old school media for showing how truly biased they are. But if you like what you are hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. I got super chats on deck. Then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658. There it is, 434-658-1220. Thank you to Michael Chris Lowe who says, have you noticed the new meme of asserting the smoke alarm chirping videos of black people? Mark Dice's latest video features this running joke with funny Willis, sad and alert at the same time. Yeah, I thought it was kind of whack, to be totally honest with you. I'm like, you know, I thought it was kind of whack. Thank you to JP Irvine who says, ABL, tremendous job breaking down the inflation rates year to year on that $7,000 house. That should only be in the 80s instead of the 700s and 800s. We're in big trouble, aren't we? Yeah, man, it's it's a lot going on, man. We're definitely in some issues. We're definitely in trouble right now. Thank you to Anzac, who says, entertaining as always, ABO. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you to TriEdge716, who says, evening, my brother, did you happen to see the interview between Tucker and RFK Jr.? That was interesting. I don't think I did see that. Is that new? Let me check it out right quick. Let me just bookmark it so I can... Uh, possibly coming on it. And uh, let's see, Tucker Carlson. And let me see, RFK. Okay, this came out on the fourth. I had already favorited it, but I didn't watch it. I got to check it out. 
But I did see it come across my timeline because I got it, already got it favorited. Thank you to Monique Price who says, I can't wait for the Trump mugshot merch. Oh, I can't wait for the mugshots. I cannot wait for the mugshot to come out. Oh, and for you guys who don't understand what I'm talking about or don't know, um, they announced in Atlanta, well, I'm not sure who announced it. I don't know if it was the police chief or just a random person, but the person said that they're not going to give Trump or anybody else any kind of special treatment. Um, the deadline for them to turn themselves in, meaning Trump and everybody else that was indicted, is next Friday. And they said that it's going to be the regular routine. Everyone will get a mugshot, and it's going to be released. So I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to do some mugshot merch myself. Oh, yeah. it's going to be, all, all they're doing is just releasing campaign merchandise. You know, so he, he will smile on the mugshot. Absolutely. It's going to be a big, it's going to be a, a, a campaign picture all day long. I can't wait. All it's going to do is just help him in the general. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long road though, because he's been so, he, he is so polarizing to the general public, but at the same time, there's so much support because they like Trump. People like Trump anyway. And also because people are starting to be on his side that may not have been because they understand that he's being unfairly persecuted by the legal system and by the mainstream media. They, they understand that. They understand. They get it. That gets Effort Ranger Xbox who says Hillary sold uranium to Russia. I sure I remember that. Absolutely. But you guys know what time it is. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. You can also get in through the email in the description box. You could be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. Do not be afraid to call. It is all good. It's just me and you talking. Let's go ahead and get rocking and rolling. Let's go ahead and start up Skype. If it doesn't work right, don't blame me. Blame the white man. You know it's not my fault. Let's go ahead and get rocking. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and do it. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. Trepanate Ranger Xbox, brother. How you doing? It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, I think the only thing that's going to straighten this country out is military tribunals for treason and murder. Because, uh, you know, you and I think a lot alike and i lived in hawaii for three years as a child and that uh you know maui that that's always been you know they're real strong on natives only owning certain sections of the islands there because it's multiple islands not just one island and uh of course my dad was in the navy so we were on uh oahu with uh you know right there off pearl harbor you know the naval base but uh, the thing to watch now is with all the stuff the Democrats always say, oh, the indigenous people, how the white man screwed them and how the white man stole the land. Are they going to let the native Hawaiians keep their land or are they going to screw them out of it? That's the real issue to watch because I'm spot on with you. The high winds and climate and the way they diverted the water. And uh, they didn't even sound the emergency alarm. So a lot of kids were at home and never got a warning to get out of their houses because uh, the, the emergency alarms were not sounded. 
it's very tragic. And uh, my heart goes out to him. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah, one thing I want to say in closing, I would have thrown down with the black man on the dock with those idiots in the pontoon boat because I, I, I personally can load and unload my 16-and-a-half-foot bow rider boat set up for fishing by myself, five minutes or less. And I know when I leave my house, I put my coolers and the fishing poles in the boat because I know that I'm going to need them in the boat. I don't wait till I'm at the boat ramp in the water with 20 people waiting in the Florida sun to put my rods and my cooler and everything from the truck into the boat. It's like, why didn't you just put it in the boat at the house? You knew you were going to get in the boat on the water. Anyhow, that's all I got to ABL. <laughs> I, I I got rid of my boat. I have a kayak now. I just throw it on my shoulder, throw it in the water, and go. I ain't going to worry about them idiots. God bless you, brother. God bless America. Great show. Love you. Bye. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Always a good win. 423, you don't lie on my speaker, too. Hey, ABL. Yes. Hey. Sorry. I didn't think um, there's a delay. <laughs> yes, there is. So do not. Um, so like, avoid the screen. Talk, talk to me on the phone. Yep, I got it turned off. Um, hey, I've been listening to you for several years. I love your content. Um, big, big fan. Going, going way back, man. Like early COVID time, I found you, and that was that was excellent material that you were that you were presenting. It was a it was a breath of fresh air. Thank you, um, man. I appreciate it. Recently, though. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, something recently came up though that you brought up that it just kind of lifted my eyebrow, got me thinking. So about uh, you know illegal immigrants at the border. This is several weeks ago, but I'd been thinking about it, right? And you said, hey, if they if they're coming over and they're they're sanctuary people, right? They're they're trying to escape persecution, right? My only thought that came about that was, well, what if they did actually have money and get to the southern border because that's the open part to get in here. Oh yeah, that's you what, know, that's what trying to trying to. Sorry, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. You were saying if, if they had money getting to Southern border. Yeah, because you were like, "Hey, man, what are what are the odds that these people? They all got that they're they're paying for plane tickets. They're traveling across the world to get out here, et cetera, et cetera." And I'm I'm with you for the most part, but I imagine like because I'm a father and what have you, and I imagine I would give away every single penny I could ever have to protect my family. And, and if I were seeking sanctuary, I would do that. Um, and that was just, just the thought I thought, I, I thought I'd throw out there is, is, you know, um, I would do that. And I imagine for the vast majority, like 99.9% .9 of them, absolutely. That's not the case. And I don't know how we could possibly identify those people coming in because there's such a high volume, but just something something that I thought I'd point out to, to think about. I don't, I don't know if, if you're in agreement with that or if, or if that's, you know, way out of left field for you. Well, I mean, people that are coming here through the Southern border, a lot of them have money because you have to pay these coyotes a lot of money. When I say a lot of money, I mean like yep. $5,000 each time they cross. Like these are not necessarily just poor destitute and they come from all over the world. So it's like, okay, if you came from China, how'd you get to, Guadalajara, how, how'd you get right there? You can't just walk yeah. across from Beijing. Right. You have to get on the airplane and fly. 
multiple countries, pay a lot of money. Like it's a whole organized thing that yep. got going on. So yeah, they got plenty of money. And yep. a lot of them come with nefarious purposes to do other things rather than just getting money. It's not just economic migrants. They come over here to commit crime. They're pushing drugs, guns, right. human trafficking, yep. all of that. Everything. The money's here. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, for sure. Yeah, my 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 only my only consideration that I have was like, well, you know, if 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 they have money and I mean like if they're escaping too, obviously they're not gonna use normal routes like they're not going to fly from beijing china to new york city or or i don't know seattle washington however they would choose their route right they're not they're not going to do that they're going to do it through uh, uh another entrance which would be harder to find and at the southern border there's such a high volume i mean that's a good place to disappear which is its own problem in and of itself right but that's that's all i was thinking about um, but I, I did want to say, man, your material has been has been just a breath of fresh air constantly throughout the years. I really appreciate it. Um, your show has been consistently awesome. So I won't take up any more any more of your time. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. You betcha. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, man. Southern border. They come across with money. You know, it, the the narrative from the media is that these are like poor, destitute. It just walking across. They got their hat in the hand. Please, so can I have some more? No, nah, they got money. They got money. They got more money than the average American all day long. Eight five nine. You know, line. Who am I speaking to? Yo, ADL. How's it going, my friend? How's it going? It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, fantastic! Your libertarian listening friend here, and and I'm just, you know, I'm. His scheme's kind of crazy. I can't wait for the merch coming out of of my man, our man, Donald Trump, mugshot. I'm going to get a T-shirt, man. <laughs> right on. I, I'm going to be rocking it, man. I mean, like, free, free my homies. I necessarily, like, I will say that there's some things about Trump I do like and dislike about him, but, hey, he's a character, man. Oh, all day long. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and also the thing is, I mean, the economy was a whole lot more better under Donald Trump, man. I had myself a better apartment. I was married. I had two cars, you know, working one job, pretty chill. Now I'm working two, I'm working two jobs in a pretty bad neighborhood and uh, I'm divorced. Yeah. You know, I, you know life, life, life is definitely different. Yeah. Yeah. Life is going to be a whole lot more harder because uh, the economy is not picking up and we're stuck in the situation some of these people want to push more push more government to waste our time and waste forever. I don't know if that's by design or just because of idiocracy, my friend. <laughs> but <clears throat> sorry, I'm like <laughs> But what I was saying is that life was a lot more better. Life was a lot less, less hectic. And you know, I can pick up some jobs and hobbies and stuff like that back in the day. Now it's like, man. My friend had to move in. My friend who got kicked out of his apartment, he had to move into my place. And it's a bit of a struggle, man. And inflation's going up. Ever since that Biden became an office, <laughs> working harder, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't cut it. We definitely need this guy back in office. Absolutely. That's blue-collar as I am, man. That's blue-collar as I am, man. I might, you might, yeah, like, whoever's listening, you may disagree with him on some things. Hell, heck, there's sometimes I, I was mad at him because he backed that, backstabbed Julian Assange. But you know what? What means more? And your what, what means more? Your stability and money. You got to think about that. Vote for vote for what benefits all of us. 
not just some ideology woke stuff. We got he may seem mean, but we gotta do what we gotta do, my friend. Right on, man. Much love, man. Hey, enjoy the show, man. Talk to you later, bro. Thank for the call. Appreciate it. Much love, much love, bro. All righty. Shout out to my man for the call. Thank you guys for being here. If you guys like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Could not do the show without you. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. All right. Let me go to. All right. Give me a second. 912, you don't learn how much we could do. What's going on, ABL? It's your favorite, favorite YouTube partner, Joel Davis Media Network. How you doing today, man? Everything is good, man. What's going on? Nothing, man. First of all, man, another amazing show. Another amazing show as always. Um, I'm glad that uh, you talked about the uh, Michael uh, Orr situation because that needs to be addressed. Um, I was at first. I'm not even going. To lie, I was thinking that Michael Orr was playing the victim, but after I did some research from and shout out to Pat McAfee show, I like on um, his show. I think his name is Pat McAfee. Um, he brought out some strong information that I could actually verify that happened. That made me see that he got who he got hoodwinked. <laughs> mm. Um, allegedly he got hoodwinked. Um. Come to find out that uh, um, the guy that see the whole story came to play because of um, Sean Tui Junior, uh, senior, his best friend was the one writing and working on the book about the situation with the Tuies and Michael Orr, and he started shopping it around just for a book deal. Well, the book deal turned into, hey man, this book is so good, I we want to take it to Hollywood and get a movie for y'all. And that's how the whole negotiations came with 2.65%. Now, they told Michael Orr the whole time that they didn't make that much money off the thing, right? See, there was a bunch of, all right, so SJ Jr. first said, oh, yeah, over the last uh, eight years, we only made like 75000 Okay, a piece. Then when the financial records start hitting, and, and being investigated, it started showing about 700000 is what was in all total was getting paid to the family. Well, when that came out, they tried to say, oh, yeah, well, we paid our portion or Michael's portion to um to a fund, to, they said, a trust fund, right? Mm. Okay. Well, no one never saw the trust fund until recently whenever they came with this whole shakedown to where Michael said, hey, if y'all guys don't give me the money, um, I'm going to um, go ahead on here and tell everybody what's going on. If you don't give me the $15 million, i tell everybody what y'all been doing and how y'all played me. And that's when they swear out that they gave him an un, um, um, uh, a, a, what they call that, an unspecific amount to where it was supposed to be in a trust fund for his son. But Here's the thing, ABL, you and I both know that you don't have to have paperwork to be family, right? Right. I mean, I look at you as my family. I mean, I know me and you don't talk, but until you get online or whatever, and we have our conversations on here, but I look at you as family. 
right? So I don't need no paperwork. I don't need nothing like that. So if they considered him as family, and, and hear me out on this, ABL, why didn't they just shot this young man down and was transparent from the start? Listen, this is a conservatorship because you're 17 in 2004. Anytime you get 18 and up, or even when you get into the league, you can stop this conservatorship. We ain't going to contest it. By the way, we're doing this because there's about to be um, a thing about um, about your life, going to be a Hollywood thing about your life. Hey, if you want creative control, we can put you involved. I mean, why didn't they just do that if they was trying to be genuine and said they love this guy so much? I, I agree with you 100%. It's like, look, just be all the way transparent. Why must I find out stuff? I, I got to go through court action. And, and the craziest part is when I read from the the the, the father, Sean Tui, he was like, um, well, if he wanted off of the conservatorship, we would have done it. Well, okay, take him off right now. Why are you saying we would have all this other kind of stuff? Like, like that, that right there is the biggest red flag to me. That should have been disclosed from the beginning, and there's no need for him to be on it at age 37 unless you're doing some shady behind-the-scenes stuff still right now to this day that you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I definitely uh, agree. Um, another thing, too, um, I want to agree with you about this lady that um, leaked these do- that leaked these falsified documents on Trump. I'm with you 110%. This was a political move. This was not to be genuinely I made a mistake. This was to get her face out there so she could get reelected again. You know? And, and I think that's pretty sad that everybody's trying to build a career off of the blood sweat and tears and false allegations of Donald J. Trump. And you know what? There's one thing I do know, and I'm a very spiritual person. God is not dead and he's still not taking a nap. And whatever you do to somebody, karma will come back to you. And all these people involved trying to destroy Donald J. Trump unnecessarily, they're going to get it, ABL. You're going to see them start dropping like flies, man, because this is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And no question about it. Because you are a clerk of court. You know what you're supposed to write. You know what you know when you're supposed to release stuff and when not to. You know the protocol. Don't be trying to play with us. We we is not that gullible, you know, and, and it's sad. It really is. Absolutely. It's sad that we we got people in the position of power, especially supposed people of color that wants to act like all of a sudden, all of a sudden they forgot what the rules are. You know when the rules are, whenever, you know, um, Al Sharpton comes to town or um, lying behind um, Jesse Jackson, let's follow the, the fake rainbow. I mean, I'm just saying, man. No, you're right I on mean, it. this right here, just, this, this is disgusting. It, it really is. I just, I can't stand on that, man. I mean, I'm I'm with you 110%. She's trying to play games. <laughs> Absolutely. She's trying, to, she's trying to play games. And, um, God, what else did you say tonight? Hold on. You, you had a, you had something else. Um, the target. Yeah. Now, uh, target sales decline. And then I will say, this is my final thing. We knew this was going to happen, man. I mean, what did they thought was going to happen? 
I mean, every time they go out here and they say, oh, yeah, I'm with the uh, Alphabet Soup Club, right? And then when the Alphabet Soup Club, they get heat from it from us um, Americans that believe in the American flag, that believe in the actual uh, realness of America, all of a sudden they want to backtrack, right? So now you got the alphabet soup saying, okay, uh, we can't support you with your own target sales because you're a liar. But then when that happens, they also lose our support as thus as normies slash real Americans because we feel like you can't be trustworthy. We can't trust your brand. We can't trust you. So how can I trust your brand if I can't trust you? And that's why the sales decline. Just like what's going on right now with Bud Light. I mean, it, it happens every time. Right on, man. Exactly. So to me personally, they need to quit playing games. They need to stand up for the all-American, old-fashioned, traditional values. Leave politics out of it. Sell your brand. Promote your store. And let the marketing do the talking for you instead of you trying to control the narrative because all you're doing right now is hurting yourself instead of helping yourself there it is man well thank you for the call as always man i definitely appreciate you uh you. hey no problem man and we'll be live tonight right after you um you at 11 o'clock man they can catch us right there and i hope you get to a million man thank you man as always i definitely appreciate you boss you anytime I know. Shout out to Joel Davis Media Network. Y'all go ahead and subscribe to him if you're not subscribed already. Again, Joel Davis Media Network. Y'all go ahead and sub to him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. Let's go to Let's go. 845. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL. It's, how are you? It's Michael. I'm well, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for answering my call. I've been watching you for many years. I appreciate your voice and your mind. How are you? I mean, everything's great, man. Thank you for your support over the years. I really, really appreciate you. Thanks. Hey, question. I got two questions for you. All right. If Donald Trump wins in 2024, um, what do you think is going to happen in the country? Do you think they're going to riot again and go nuts? And the second question is, what do you think the Republican Party will do to counteract all the um, all the corruption that we've been seeing with all these indictments, et cetera? Well, now, as far as if Trump was to win, I don't think it's going to be a big movement to have uh, riots and whatnot because people aren't really happy with what's going on right now with Joe Biden. So... It's not like, okay, if another guy wins, people will be so upset because what are you losing if Joe Biden doesn't win again? There may be some riots because you're going to have some that are funded by a lot of these radical groups, uh, leftists funded, your Antifa type people. They may be out there doing random stuff, but that's going to be expected. But it won't be a widespread social thing in which the regular everyday person is really upset. Now, as far as Republican Party, I mean, it's not much they really can do because you're talking about, at the end of the day, like local politicians. You're talking about Fannie Willis. What are you going to do to her? 
maybe you could try to get some kind of federal investigation into prosecu- prosecutorial misconduct, but I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure it's going to be a state issue or a federal issue. I'm not sure how it really works. Same thing, Alvin Bragg. You're talking about like local stuff going on. That's kind of what I see. So maybe they could do some federal things. Maybe they can't, but I'm not really sure what can be done. I think when Trump wins, if and when he wins, he is able to just get past all of this because if anything happens with anybody that's connected to him with any kind of criminal allegation, criminal activity, all he's got to do is pardon him and it's over with. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I just feel like, um, I just feel like the, 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 the democratic party, they don't pull any punches and the Republican party seems to pull all their punches. Even, even when, uh, when when they have uh you know they can just hammer the nail in the coffin but they won't do it it's very frustrating right understand so anyway that's that's what i wanted to ask you um i i do worry i feel like uh when trump wins the election i think chaos is going to ensue um but i do think we will overcome and good always wins against evil and um, that's all I have to say. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Let's keep on rocking and rolling here. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. It is all good. Y'all keep on chiming in. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Uh, J.B. Scott's from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, not a lot, man. Just doing the show like always. Right on. Man, I I just got a quick message, man. I'm going to say that I need me a new Trump shirt. Okay? <laughs> I, need that, I need that mugshot shirt. I've got a couple Trump shirts. I bought from Mark Dice back in the day. You know, like George Washington and Lincoln wearing the Trump hat. But man, I've worn the hell out of those, you know, and I've I've lost weight since then, so I need me a new Trump shirt. So as soon as you make that mugshot shirt, I'm I'm getting me one, man. Right on. Uh, and I suggest everyone else too, and wear it proudly in public, and you'll get a lot more support than you think. Because when I wore mine in public, even in like bigger towns. The people that did support him would come up to me and kind of like whisper to me, be like, I like your shirt. <laughs> and I would say, hey, you don't have to whisper it. Go on. You know, MAGA, you know, don't be, don't be shy. Don't be scared to say that in public, you know. So, yeah, I'm ready to get one of those new Trump shirts, man. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking out for him. Absolutely. Well, that's all I want to say, man. Great show as always. Keep it up. and Love you and uh, the community here. And you know, let's hope next, next year is a better year. Right on, man. Thank you for your calls always. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Later, man. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. Let's go to 949. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, hi, ABL. This is Marta Allen. I spoke to you probably a couple of weeks ago. Glad to be speaking to you again. Hi, everybody out there. 
and just wanted to talk to you about some uh, a global warming. My husband brought up an excellent point. He was saying, okay, here in California, they make everybody, you know, uh, smog their cars. Meanwhile, you go to Washington, they don't have the same thing. If global warming is so bad, why doesn't every single state make their make cars, you know, for smog laws? Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. Very good question. So it's pretty much, I just want to say um, hello, callers, and hello, Abel, and I don't want to keep you. I just wanted to know what your opinion was on that, and I love your show. And I'm hoping definitely that Trump wins and try to keep the face, but um, let another caller come in and uh, see what they have to say. But I love all the callers tonight. It's been wonderful. Thank you guys out there. Thanks for calling in, and thank you for taking my call. God bless. Bye. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. Shout out to the calls. You guys are fantastic. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And we got a lot going on here. It is wild. All right. Now I'm reading some of the comments. You guys are crazy. But I can't I can't wait for that that um that mug the mugshot shirt to come out. That's gonna be that's going to be top tier merch right there. 513, yeah. you don't know how much speaker to. Uh, hi, my name is Wes. I, uh, I, I, I know this sounds terrible, but do you really think Trump is going to win? I'm not saying I don't want him to win, but I would like a Republican to win as opposed to a Democrat, but... I just don't see Trump happening. I wish there was somebody else that was better in place. I don't know who else that would be, but it almost seems like it's destined to fail. I mean, it's going to be a challenge, of course, but I think, I think he can win because of how weak Biden is. The only reason Biden won in 2020 and 2020 is because of the Barack Obama connection. People knew him from that. And now that we have Joe Biden by himself with no Obama, people see how bad he is. So there's a, there, there's I, I, I agree with that 100%. Uh-huh. It's, I, I don't even just, I, I watched a video of him earlier and it was a bunch of people just clowning on him. Like what is going on? Okay. So my point that I was making is people see how bad he is right now. So there's less of an ability for him to succeed over anybody and I don't really see anybody on the GOP side that has a better chance than Trump. I know where you're coming from because of all the things that are negative that the media has put on him and whatnot, all the bag, all the baggage that Trump may come with. But even with all the baggage, who's who has better chance of being able to win? I, I that that that's a question I can't answer because I mean. I, I wish there was somebody better. I just wish there was somebody better. Uh, and I and I'm not I'm not like dissing on Trump, but on the other hand, like you said, that people have this idea of him, and they don't even know anything about him. They're just they're like I don't like him. And it was even before he was president, they were like I don't like that guy. All right, so they come in there like I'm not going to vote for that guy. It's I wish there was a better candidate. But I mean, since he, he's the best person available, I mean, the left was the left wants the same thing. The left have Joe Biden right now. Obviously they want somebody better. I mean, you, you can always find somebody better. There's always 
that's always going to be the thing. You can always look for better and never find the best. But he is the best out of anybody that has announced, to be totally frank. And no, no, that's a, it's a good point. I mean, you're you're not saying anything wrong. I I I just I, it, it, let me put it a different way. I don't know enough about politics. I just was watching your show online, and I was like, I'm going to call in and ask a question, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time, man. But I, I do wish there was a better candidate. Uh, and a- but like you said, on the left, there. I mean, what do they have? A bumbling guy and a cackling witch. So, well, like, you you can always find someone better, but at a certain point. Just appreciate who you have, because if you're always trying to find better, you'll never be able to. It, it'll never, it'll never end. Yeah, that's a good point, man. All right, I appreciate your time, ABL. I've been subscribed to you for years, by the way. Even when you had like ten thousand subscribers. Oh wow, long time, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> it has been a long time. All right, have a good one, man. All right, now same to you. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, man. I, like I, I understand the point. Like, he would want someone to be better and less baggage and whatnot. That was behind the whole DeSantis train. I get it. But the reality is there is nobody better. I mean, you got, you got good candidates that have announced, but there's nobody better than Trump. So you can always want for better. You can always try to find perfection and spend your whole life trying to find it and never find it. So at a certain point, you got to just operate with what you have and make the best of it. That's that goes with anything in life. Four one two. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Yes, uh, I'm talking to ABL. You speaking to me right now? Hey, ABL, how you doing? Uh, everything's right about yourself. Good. Hey, I'm I'm calling about the last caller. I somewhat agree with that because I think that Trump is going to be so entangled with the courts and everything, and he's not going to be able to get out there and do what he needs to do as far as winning. Okay, so who's the better candidate? I don't know. I can't answer that. Is there a better candidate? I I don't know. I so I mean I mean it's what like I'm this, just really concerned about how things may turn out for him. I mean, there's always going to be concerns with anybody that you have, but I understand where you're coming from. You're saying that he's going to be wrapped up in the court action and he's imperfect, of course. I understand where you're coming from, but at a certain point, I mean, there's not going to be a perfect candidate. There's not going to be the best candidate. It's just, I mean, it's just it's just life. It's like that. But but I, but I do feel like that we should sometimes think about it. In 2024, if things start going south, what do you mean? If things start turning out right for Trump, they, we have to think about another replacement. I don't, I don't I, like. I don't understand what you're talking about. What do you mean? Like, I'm, be, I'm like, be, be plain. If things don't go good for Trump, as far as the courts, you're not. You're not being plain. What, what, you, what you mean is, if he gets convicted, correct? That's what I'm saying. I now, mean, I, now, but exactly. look, but, but see, check it out, though. I mean, if he gets convicted, he could still be the president, and he could pardon himself and get out of it. So it doesn't, it doesn't true. Sure. So, but, but not, not, not in Georgia, not in Georgia. Now that's state. 
That's well, a totally different I've, thing. I've also read that he can also part in state charges. I've read that. So, I mean, like the I heard, the, I, I heard differently. I mean, we we both Honest heard goodness. We both heard different things. That at the end of the day, I don't think that it's going to go that way. But again. I don't. It, but, there's, but there's, I did hear differently. I, I mean, I, I understand. That he could be I, accountable I, for that. Call it. Listen to me now. I understand what you're saying. My point I'm making is I understand your point of view. I understand your concerns. But truthfully, there is somebody better. So, I mean, there's risks involved. Of course, you could pick someone who may not have the baggage that Trump has and lose, or you could pick Trump and win and still with, and do with the legal problems. So it's going to be pros and cons regardless, but I understand where you're talking about. I understand where you're coming from, but we just got to look at it and just not be afraid to take risks. Either way it goes, it's going to be your risk. Okay, just one more thing. Um, I'm actually worried about how if we don't get it this time around, things could just be a disaster for whatever may happen in 2024 if we don't win this next race. I mean, I, I, I get that, but again, you could put Trump in there and then he could lose or get caught up in the state charges. You could put somebody else in there, but then again, you still got to still got win the primary and there's nobody even close to Trump in the primary. So we got to just understand that if Trump is leading by far, I saw a poll that's like 54% for Trump and the next person was DeSantis said like 16%. I mean, what are you going to do with that? So when Trump gets a nomination, you just got to put everything behind them and push them to the front. And there's always going to be a risk with whoever you have in there and you got to live with it. It's just kind of the nature. But I, I, I agree. I agree. I understand your, your, your nervousness. I get it. But right. what, are you, what, what okay. are you going to do? I agree with you, Tommy, but I do, I do think that we need to think about if things do go south. But what can you really, but honestly, what can you really do about that? What can you do if Trump is leading everyone by far? Well, hold on, let me, let, me get, let me get the question out. If Trump is leading everyone by far in the primary polls and he wins the primary, what can you do after that? Well, I, I, can, tell you, I can tell you one thing. If things go bad for him, he can always give his votes to some other Republican. He can do that. Is that how it works? Like as far as what? Like as far as? Yep, he can do that. Yeah, he can do that. Yeah. So sure, he could say, so, "Well, you know what? I, I, Donald Trump, so and so. You know, I'm not going to be running for president because of so and so and whatever. Hey, I, I hope you would support this that other that person, maybe. So if he wins a primary, can he give his primary votes to someone else? Well, yeah, if there's still people in the race, why not? Is that how that works? So if, if so, gets, so wait, well, let yeah, me, it can get done. It always gets done, done, done to two, right before the end. Right before the end, it gets done to two, okay, and then it goes down to one. That's not how that will. Okay, so if the people say, if the people vote in the primary, Trump, and then Trump says, "Nah, you guys, I'm, I'm gonna give the votes you gave me to somebody else," that that can't happen. I don't know about that. I, I kind of disagree with that because, um, I mean, there's there's been some incidents where it happened in the past. I'm older than you, but um, I know there's been incidents in the past where that happened. Well, I mean, I think for your call, I got to get to a few more, but I understand your point of view, and I hope that we're able to just to have the, everything go smooth and 
let's just get you know back on track in 2024. But thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I, I, mean, I understand people are concerned and nervous and whatnot, but if Trump wins a primary, that's it. You, you just got to get behind him. Nothing you could do. There's nothing you could really do. I mean, we can shoulda, coulda, woulda everything to death, but there's nothing else you can really do. Now, people said that Trump cannot pardon state charges, but I read Mark Levin was saying that he could. I'm not quite sure how that works. I think the pardon is with federal charges. I don't really know. I don't know the ins and outs, outs and ins. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't really give you all the details on that. So I'll keep on rocking and rolling. Yeah, but don't get discouraged. Shout out to Atomic Tabasco. Caller, he says, call, don't get discouraged. I agree. Don't get discouraged. 817, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, I guess I answered it too slowly. 832, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how you doing, ABL? It's all good, man. What's happening? Everything is good. Uh, this is Jan from Houston. Um, um, I want to talk about um, the, what happened in Hawaii. Uh, I think um, the, during the last presidential election, uh, I think the, the 68% of Hawaii uh, voted for Biden. And now Biden wants to turn around and offer them $700. Do you think they would change their mind in 2024 to vote for Trump? I doubt it. Unfortunately, I mean, they they probably should think a little bit differently, but I don't think so. Because you got a lot of liberal people on the island. You know, you got a lot of celebrities and whatnot. They're not going to change. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's really unfortunate. Hmm. And another thing is, uh, I, I really want to tell people about, you know, thinking that black people, uh, I mean, the Republican president need uh, black people's votes. I don't think so, because we had... Um, Republican president in the past that won the presidency without black people. So the black people voice a lot, so we should just forget about black people. It's long gone. So, but who, who's, who, but, but who says the black vote is needed for the Republican Party to win? Who says that? I think a lot of people still thinking, oh, yeah, we have a like 10% or 20% of black people voted for, for Trump that he's going to win. No, we, we, we don't. But, we don't but, need it. But, but who says that? Like, is it is it anybody that is really saying that, or is it just like a random thing on social media that some people may say? I mean, generally, just round a just round a conversation from uh, people outside. You know, wherever you go, people still think you're black people and a black vote matters. It doesn't matter. It's long gone. Well, I'm gonna no say. I'm gonna, happens, I, I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you this. Anybody that wants to vote, whoever they want to vote for, I'm gonna say that they vote matters. I don't really care what color you are, because if you say that if, right. if, you, if, if you say the black vote don't matter, then Somebody could take that as saying that their vote specifically does not matter, but everybody vote matters. I don't care where you are. I want you to vote the correct way. If you're looking at things from a racial point of view, that's one thing, but from an individual point of view in your community, you should always vote the appropriate way, regardless of what color you are. Well, I kind of agree with you with that, but you're just in a word in the street. And I, you know, I always push that like, forget about it. I mean, no matter what the black people, the majority of black people will always go with the Democrats. Yeah, if that's if that's what people want to do, then that's on them. But anybody else, just break away from that and do your own thing and live your own, live your best life. Do the best thing for you, regardless of what a particular community may do. Just because you're a black person and they vote ninety percent for the Democrat Party, don't mean you got to do the same thing. So that's that'll be my message. Right. All right, I appreciate me. Shout out to the chat. God bless America. Good night. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller and shout out to you guys. 
for being here. You guys on the drill, the number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. 215 in the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, how's it going? It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, nothing, uh, nothing much. So basically, I had this experience, right? So I go to work, and I, I got a lot of a lot of people that, that didn't like Trump, that want to see Trump go to jail and all that kind of stuff. But you know what's funny? was kind of ironic. What's that? <laughs> it's like they, they, talk, they talk just like conservatives. They said everything you say, like all the conservatives say, they say the exact same thing. But it's like... But yeah, like I said, again, they don't like Trump. They want to see him go to jail. But it's like they're they're talking conservative. They're like, yeah, the black community, we're our own worst. We're our own worst issues right now. We're our own worst enemies. We can't worry about white people. We gotta worry about what's going on in our own community. Our inflation is out of control. Just yeah, you know the thing about that is. People sometimes will talk a certain way, but then when it comes time for action, when it comes time to vote in a certain way, they don't really do it. They, they just can't bring themselves to doing it. And me personally, look, I'm not trying to convince nobody. If somebody's talking like that, I'm going to just say, hey, well, you know what to do. If, if they do it, then good on them. If not, then oh well. I don't really have any kind of expectations any longer. But you're right. They do yeah. talk like conservatives. And if they want to match their vote, then great. But I don't necessarily uh, have high expectations. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I know a few of them were like the people who wanted uh, Trump, who wanted to see Trump go to jail. Now they're at the point they're like, look, either they lock him up or don't lock him up, because I'm just getting tired of hearing about it at this point. That's basically what they're saying. And these are all Democrats. Oh, wow. They're that's like, I don't care. If they... You said what? That's, that's, that's interesting how the Democrats are like, look, do it or don't do it. Yeah. Because before they were like, I'm waiting to see him get locked up, go out in handcuffs. But now they're like, you know what? At this point, just let him go or lock him up. Either lock him up or let him go. I don't, they like, I don't care. Because I'm just, they're tired, of hear, they're tired of hearing about it at this point. They're burnt out. Right, absolutely. And one more thing I'll, I'll tell you is once, once the uh, inflation went up, the housing market is out of control, so it's just a lot of people are getting their cars repossessed. It's, I just see so many videos. It's like, in this day and age, it's, it's not even, in this economy, it's not even worth buying a house. It's like, unless you have, like, four children and you need the space for them, they, need, they all got to have their own rooms. But in reality, if I'm a single person or just a couple, like, owning a house, unless, unless you have the money for it, depends on your financial situation to me, I don't think it's not worth it to me. I don't think I'll, I'm never getting a house, especially not in this economy. It's not even worth it. Well, I don't recommend buying a house right now because of two factors. The main thing is the housing inflation, which I don't know if it's going to go down or not, but to be, but beyond that, you have the issue of the high interest rates. Like I have a house. I bought it at the perfect time. The, the house my house now is worth a lot more than it was just two years ago. Like a lot, a lot more. And the interest rate is less than half of what it is right now. So those two things make your housing prices go up. I don't recommend doing that right now. I say wait and rent. Yeah. A lot of people are going to stick to rent. And there's some people 
there's some people I know they said once their kids had grown and moved out, they're getting rid. They're selling their houses. Oh yeah, going back to renting. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, because at that point, it's just it's not really there's really no incentive to keep it anymore. Right. Exactly. Especially when rent when rent went up because I. I, I look, we live in Pennsylvania, so, you know, taxes here, they're not high as New Jersey, but uh, they're pretty high. Right. But thanks thanks for taking my call, EBL. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. Same to you. Yeah, I don't recommend buying a house right now in this, in this economy. And, and not in the, well, in the economy and also the market. But the problem is, I'm not quite sure if it would ever, if it would ever correct back down to the way it was. You see, the housing itself is inflated, and the interest rates are very high. But I don't know if they're going to go down. So I could say, don't do it right now and wait. But if you wait, you might just get even higher prices. I don't think buying a house is really in the cards for a lot of people right now. Four four three. You don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, ABL. This is L from Baltimore. Unfortunately. <laughs> All righty, what's going on? Uh, glad to be back. I've been trying to call, call into your show for a long time. I, I guess this, you're just too popular now. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're here with me now. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to talk about, nothing specifically from tonight's show, but some observations I had about uh, Boston. All righty. So I, I noticed that... Um, while I was in Boston, I used the subway a lot there, and I noticed a lack of police presence. I'm so used to seeing, like, um, Amtrak police or Metro police, you know, at least two or three officers just patrolling the station, and that was very, very strange. So I'm not sure if it's just a Boston thing or if it's because of um, the police defunding movement. Um, could be that, you know, defunding is a really big thing right now. So it could be that. Yeah. And it it was unnerving because, you know, it, it was the subway was very, very crowded. You know, you have all types of people, figures or whatever. Um, that was strange. And I also noticed that there were a lot of police booths just filled up with debris. Uh, but they did have Metro ambassadors. But what I want to know is if something goes down, God forbid, what are they going to do? I have no idea. They might try to call the police or put a phone out and start recording. But if you're getting sat to death, you might be on your own. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and I also noticed uh, a segue into my other topic I wanted to talk about is I also got to visit MIT and Harvard. Great, great campuses. Um, there's a huge Chinese presence in Boston. Um, they do have a Chinatown, and um, MIT and Harvard have a lot of uh, Asians. No problem with that. Uh, what I do want to shed some light on is that while I was on the subway, there were several signs in Mandarin, and I'm used to seeing English, Spanish, and French, not Mandarin signs. Um, uh, and while I was touring Harvard, there were several students protesting the Chinese government's aggression against Hong Kong and Taiwan, had a great conversation with them. And I was told that what they were doing was 
illegal in China, obviously, and they can never go back to their country. Same day that I spoke with those people, I found an article online saying that MIT used funding from a sanctioned Chinese company called, um, let's see, I'm looking at my notes. It's called Since Time. And they were, they were, uh, that company was using MIT to fund research in advanced development of facial recognition tech. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And it's the largest Chinese facial recognition company at the moment. And China also gives tons of funding to U.S. universities. Uh, wow. Yeah. And it, that, that was something that made me go, hmm. Yeah, that, that, it'll definitely do it for sure. Yeah. So some interesting ob- observations of Boston, uh, nothing against the people itself or the city, or maybe against the city because of the lack of police funding or whatever. Um, but there you go. Thanks for taking my call and enjoy your ride to 1 million subs. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Good night. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the interwebs. Thank y'all for being here. Let's go. 817, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Lisa. I actually got in. You got yeah, in. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Because I, I know before, like, I don't know what happened before, but, okay, I just had, like, a, like you know how people are, like, feeling kind of, like, discouraged a little bit because they keep indicting Trump and, like, they're keep making up stuff out of nowhere. It's like, just hold a hold, like, just, I, I can I say hold the line? Cause like, just don't give up yet. But I feel like if we don't, if we don't have Trump, I feel like if we don't get Trump in 2024. I feel like the world just, I don't know. I just don't, I, I feel like it's about to just go really, really downhill. And it might be like towards the beginning of the end of America. I know, I don't, I, I know, I don't know. Everybody else has their own views and stuff. And like Vivek, Vivek, Vivek whatever his name is. Um, he was like talking and stuff but I feel like you know like the little polished boy the little polished politician like he knows how to lie and sell you what you want to hear he's full of shit excuse my language now he's full of crap uh because I feel like um when he says things like he'll he'll track it back like he said he wrote three books I'm so sorry for cussing I'm so sorry okay that's up that am I okay you're fine go ahead Okay. And so like, uh, but she's cool and stuff. Like, I, like there's things about him, but I just feel like he's, um, like, just like the polished person will tell you what you want to hear. And then when he gets in the office, he's going to like mess everybody over. <clears throat> and, uh, so that's how I feel about that. And it was just like, with people, like when they were calling, like saying like stuff, like, well, how, like how, I don't know, how is that like a black, like, like those liberals and stuff, like they'll say what offends me, like for instance, They'll say, like, oh, this is going to offend you. Like, this is offensive to black people. How are you going to say what's offensive to black people if you're not black? Like, that don't, that don't bother me. That's, like, I, I've been dusted it off. It's not, you don't even really bother me. It's, like, so the per, the people who say that, they always group, get the, uh, have to, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Like, they have to group black people into, like, the gay category, the LGBT. Oh, it's, like, oh, especially the black people. Like, like please, don't even... Like, stay over there. The fact that you even said that, you're probably the the one who's probably racist saying that. That's just all I really have to 
say is like I had a whole list of what I really wanted to say to you, but I had a water bubble pop in my room. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I, th- I thank you for yeah. your call. I definitely appreciate you. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. 773, you don't mind. Who am I speaking to? Thanks for taking my call, ABL. It's your retired Chicago police officer friend. ABL, first, I'd like to say that I also consider you as family. And ask family if you could just co-sign a loan for me. I have a big opportunity, a big investment opportunity in Nigeria that we could both make some money on. So we've got that going for us. And you know what? I'm going to agree with Atomic Tabasco who said in uh, in chat a little while ago that only Trump can stop this not this foolishness. And I agree with that. Only Trump can stop all this foolishness. But I find it very funny, almost, and curious that the exact things that the left and the Democrats accuse the right and the Republicans of doing, they're doing themselves. What more can they do to interfere with an election process than take the top candidate, Republican candidate, and indict him and throw a million charges left and right against the guy? I mean, if that's not interfering with our election process, I don't know what is. Because it's not like he went out and shot and killed somebody and killed his wife. And now, well, now you got to prosecute him. It doesn't matter that an election is happening. These are these are crimes that could have been prosecuted years ago, but they do it now during the election in order to circumvent our process. And I and I really believe that. But also, ABL, and I'd like to get your opinion on this. I believe that they know that Biden is really not a good candidate. He, he's been exposed by, by being out in the public eye the way his, he's been as a, as a president, and as all presidents are in the public eye. Everyone sees that he is incompetent as a president. And I believe, although the Democrats want to stay in power, they see and realize that Biden is not electable and they want at all costs not to have Trump be able to run because they rather have any other Republican. If they have to have a Republican president, they rather have anybody other than Trump. And they're trying their darndest to get, you know, to, to interfere with his, his, his ability to run, to run for, for, for this year, you know, for president in 2024. And here's my question to you, ABL. I think the first step is to try to indict Trump and try to, you know, stop him that way. But it's obviously blowing up in their face every time they bring more charges on Trump. So here's my question. And also here's kind of my take on it. I don't think when all is said and done that Biden is going to be their candidate candidate for president. I believe something will happen to Biden. If they have to, they they will indict Biden for for some of these uh bribery crimes that are you know easily proven in a court of law. It's apparent what he did through his son and you know the the bribes and everything else and the money you could just follow the money and see where the money has gone. 
And I believe that they know that Biden doesn't have a chance to become president again just by his incompetency. And they would like to run somebody stronger. But if they say that, then it looks like they're, you know, they're not standing behind the the Democratic uh, ticket or the way things are going. And I believe one way or another, whether Biden steps down because of his health or he gets indicted, I believe Kamala Harris may become president for, you know, a short six months or whatever it might be. And they might try to run somebody else. Uh, I'm not sure about that, of course, but I, I just don't see Biden being strong enough to beat Trump or or to beat really any candidate, uh, you know, that that comes along for uh, the Republican side. So I'd like to get your opinion on that. Thanks for taking my call and I'll talk to you later. ABR. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Great call. Great, great call. But I'm going to answer his question, and then that'll be actually a wrap for the call. Thank you for being here tonight. Could not do the show without you. But they know that Biden is not really the guy that should have. But they can't put anybody else in there because if they do, then Biden's a lame duck. Like, let's say for right, let's say right now they say that they're going to try to put Gavin Newsom in there. That's going to undermine anything that Biden is doing because it's like, excuse me, okay, you guys don't have any confidence in this guy to run again. If he can't run again, then why should he be able to do anything right now? There's zero confidence in him. He'd be a lame duck. It's just like when um, Barack Obama was a lame duck in the last year of his presidency, and he was trying to put in Merrick Garland to be on the Supreme Court, and it didn't go through because it's like, you're not even going to be here. Like, we're not listening to you. We're not doing nothing. So it just he's not going to be able to accomplish anything, and a Democratic Party, and a Democratic party is going to look weak, so they're not going to do it. What they may do is try to pull some kind of zero-hour maneuver to put Gavin in there at the last possible minute. They're going to manufacture some stuff where Joe Biden falls, busts his head open or something crazy like that, and then they may have Kamala Harris step in for a while as the interim president, and then uh, Gavin will come in and be really strong, and then he'll be the guy that will come on. But see, if they do that, now they're going to say, well, Kamala should be the president because she's a woman and she's a black woman. But that ain't going to work because nobody likes Kamala. Kamala probably polls worse than Joe Biden. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to try to make it to where Gavin comes in at the last possible moment. Or they're going to stick with Joe Biden and ride until the wheels fall off. And they may try to get Gavin there the next time. So either way, we're going to see what happens. But see, the thing with Kamala, Kamala would be a most, you, you'd be better off running a half-dead, um, well, I don't want to say half-dead because they're going to try to say I'm threatening. You might, you'd, be, you'd be better off running um, creepy sleepy, two feet in, six feet deep, better off running him than Kamala Harris because Kamala is going to pull worse than Joe, even in this decrepit state. He'll pull, she'll pull worse than Joe. America don't want no, and first of all, America does not want a woman to be a president. Hillary Clinton, by all means, should have won in 2016. That's what they, they thought they had all the, they had all the polling and all the money and everything, name recognition from Bill Clinton, you name it, had everything. It wasn't going to work. I put it to you this way. They picked the very first quote unquote black president over the woman that people already knew. A guy from nowhere, they picked him over the woman. <laughs> No, nah, it's not going to work. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. 
And this whole black female, nope, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, nope. You'd be better off running Joe over Kamala, and they both are terrible. So yeah, they got you. Want you want to put Gavin Newsom in there? That's just or nobody. Just run with just run with Joe. He'd be pretty much getting wheelchair through the campaign over Kamala Harris. But anyway, I digress. If you guys like what you have heard tonight, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'd be a wrap for me tonight. If you could not get on tonight, please don't blame me. Blame the white man. It's not my fault, but y'all know what time it is. I'll be back live again on Saturday night. Same bat time, same bat place. 8 p.m. Eastern to right around right now. 11 p.m. Eastern. This is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether it be Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Now, we got no super chats to read. I think I'm good money. Thank y'all again for being here. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night, and that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out, and peace.